Hey everybody, Rob here, just letting you know that today's show is brought to you by Audible. Please visit audiblepodcast.com slash R-H-A-P for your free audiobook download and enjoy the show. Coming to you live from my apartment, it's Rob Has a Podcast, and now here's the guy who's never, ever been more afraid of being voted out of his own podcast, Rob Sesternino. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the very highly anticipated Rob Has a Boston Robcast. Yes, that's right. Uh, On this very program. We are going to be speaking with uh, the one and only Boston Rob Mariano of Survivor Marquesas, of Survivor All-Stars, of Survivor Heroes vs. Villains, of Survivor, what was the other one? Redemption Island, even. So we have a lot to cover with today's guest. I really, I could not be more excited. I think you guys can probably hear it in my voice. Really pumped up and excited to go for the, for this show and uh, little, little butterflies. Got to be honest, this is a very big podcast. Don't want to don't want to blow it like Survivor All Stars. It's a big opportunity. Got to make sure. Got to stay focused uh, and get everything going. So a lot to get to. Uh, this week we had Survivor episode number five of Survivor Philippines, where we had a double elimination this week. Although it was not a regularly scheduled double elimination. Of course, we had Dana Lambert who was a victim of the, no, not crybabyitis, a victim of severe dehydration, and she goes out of the game. And then, of course, we had uh, Miss Sarah Dawson, who she goes out as well after uh, getting under Jeff Kent's skin just a bit. I had a great conversation with them earlier today, and if you want to check that out, go to robhasawebsite.com and check out my interview with Double D, Dawson and Dana, so you could check that out. And of course, last night I did my Survivor Know It All show with my Survivor Know It All partner in crime, Stephen Fishback, and we checked in with him and uh, went over a recap of everything that happened on the episode. And so you can check that out every Wednesday. Join us live, 9 15 p.m. Eastern Time. And then uh, coming up this weekend, we're going to have a very a very special show for my birthday on Saturday. I'll have more details about that at the end of the show. But I want to get to one thing before we jump in and get to Boston Rob. We are doubly excited for this podcast because we have a new sponsor that I want to talk about here for a moment, and that is Audible. Now, I know we, we've talked about audiobooks a lot before on the past, and people know how much I really love audiobooks. I love podcasts. I love anything where I could be doing something and listening to something else at the same time. And Audible is the best place to go online to buy audiobooks. They've got over 100,000 titles to choose from every genre. Audible has everything, and they have a very special offer for the listeners of Rob Has a Podcast. If you go to audiblepodcast.com slash R-H-A-P, they will give you a free audiobook download. Yes, that's, that is amazing. I love audiobooks, and it is great to get a free one. 
So when you're not listening to Rob as a podcast or you want something that's actually going to make you smarter, I actually I listen to a lot of you can call them self-help books. I already call them nonfiction. I think if you were going to go on to Survivor, here's, here's, I'll give you guys two good recommendations that you can get on Audible for, for if you're a hero or a villain, okay? Uh, if you want to be a good guy on Survivor, this is a book that will help you. It's called How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. That is a very good book, and again, one I, one I read after I went on Survivor, unfortunately. And if you want to play Survivor like a villain, or if you want to advance yourself in, in real life like a villain, check out the book 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene. That is another good one, which also I read after I got off of Survivor. So check that out if you want to get a free audiobook download when you sign up for Audible. Go visit audiblepodcast.com slash R-H-A-P. All right, everybody. Let's let's get right into it. I don't think that we've ever have, had a more anticipated podcast guest in the three year history of Rob has a podcast, and v- super excited to do this. Uh, we've been waiting all week for it, and here we go. Please welcome the four time Survivor superstar, the winner of Survivor Redemption Island, Boston Rob Mariano. Hey, Rob. Very excited to be here on your podcast. It's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, Boston Rob. Oh, very excited to have you here. Uh, how are you doing? Oh, everybody's doing good. Really excited. I don't do a lot of podcasts, but it's going to be a lot well, of fun. I'm supposed to let this go on for us, Estonino. <laughs> <laughs> here How's it is. It's, so, it's, buddy? The real Boston Rob. How is, are is you? That, is that the impression that everybody's talking about? What everybody's talking? I'm happy if everybody's talking about anything I'm doing. Well, it's quite an introduction, and I appreciate it. But remember, nobody likes an ass kisser. <laughs> we call it sucking kneecaps. All right, uh, we won't do too much of that. But yeah, really excited to talk to you. You know, people have been asking for you since we started doing the podcast. We thought we were going to have you at the end of Redemption Island. Uh, you snuck off, uh, in, uh, got on, got on a plane like uh, Bond at the end of the, at the end of the season, and then we yeah, missed there, getting I you left, there. I left the next day. Literally yeah, you've been that next day. Very elusive, so finally great to uh, track you down. A lot of people said this would never happen, and uh, you know, I may have said the same thing a, a few times that I never thought it would actually happen, but great to have you here. Well, you called me a few months ago at the beginning of the summer, and I had just had my, uh, my third baby girl, and I told you that the timing just wasn't right. It was kind of busy, but I told you I'd do it when it was right. And then you called me a couple of days ago, and I said the Sox aren't in the postseason, so I got no baseball to watch. <laughs> okay, let's do it, right? Now, do you want to touch on and uh, yeah, and congratulations on uh, the birth of baby number three? Uh, look at you! You go from uh, you know ultimate survivor to now you're a family family man, uh, taking kids to school. Put uh, yeah, this, you know this is the this is the real deal survival. Let me tell you, three kids all uh, the oldest one is three years old, so three, one and a half, and. Uh, four or five months now so it's uh it's busy over here but i love it man and how's amber doing amber's doing great she's uh she's an awesome mother she really is and a great wife and i I could not have gotten luckier with her so uh she's doing good she said to say hello she's feeding the little one inside right now but she wanted me to give you uh her best Okay, and Boston Rob, I know you must be very broken up tonight to see the Yankees go down uh, four games in a row 
Uh, I, yeah, you must I'm be devastated. Over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, look at uh, the Sox season was pretty pathetic, so I don't really want to talk about that. But uh, but yeah, there were no tears shed at my house seeing them get swept. <laughs> All right, well, let, let's get into some of this uh, Survivor from this season a little bit, and then we'll talk about, uh, i got a, so many questions here f- for you from the listeners of this podcast on our Facebook page, uh, but let's talk about this season a, a little bit. Now, you know a thing or two about three tribes here. Uh, do, you, do you like that? I mean, you've played Survivor, you played it with uh, you know tribes of eight, tribes of ten, three tribes. Do you like that as a format, three tribes? Mm, it's different. I mean, it's just a different mentality. You have to be prepared differently uh, to play with three tribes versus two tribes versus 16 people in the game versus 18 versus 20. I've done all all these different formats, and each one, in my opinion, requires a different outlook and a different strategy. Uh, three tribes is unique because they did they do six six people a tribe same as uh survivor all-stars six people on a tribe three tribes uh but what was different was on all-stars last night we talk about last night right it's already yeah go for it yeah 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 so last night when they dissolved the third tribe they did it in a way where because it was so lopsided they just sent one to one tribe and one to the other yeah. which is different than what happened in All-Stars. It was more of a balanced, even though the Saboga tribe was, uh, they were losing, they, they had lost two members uh, versus each of the other tribes. I think it lost one at that point. Yeah. So they they divided it. I'm trying to remember how. I think that what but they I did, remember they, was, was they had a the challenge. Two and two, that's right. Yeah, and it was a you pick them. So yeah. that, that's the way it was. So it was the same. But because the dynamic was different, because there were two people coming rather than one, uh, I think that the people that the people that from that tribe, Malcolm and uh, Denise, what's his name? Janine, Denise, 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 they're going to have a strong bond. I mean, uh, almost an unbreakable bond. I can't believe they didn't vote her out last night. That was a huge mistake on that part. They should have voted her out. Despite all the dissension that you have within your own tribe, you can manage that. But by keeping her around, it's dangerous. I mean, if they, the merge is going to come sooner or later. Mm-hmm. And how many people are left in the game now, Rob? There's 12 left now. Okay, so it's going to happen at 11 or 10 or 9, usually, historically, anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if Malcolm and Denise get back together... It's such a dangerous situation because it's like one vote. I mean, they're going to vote the same way. You're never going to break them up. And, you know, if you recognize that and you're in the minority alliance and you can pick up both of them when the time comes for that, then you're getting two for the price of one. But to get back to the original question, like, do I prefer three? Or I mean, it just depends. It depends. Let's stay on this. This is much more interesting because, you know, you're saying that the right move is to get rid of Denise if you get her on your tribe or get rid of Malcolm. But when you were in this same exact situation in the All-Stars, you kept Jenna Lewis and you kept Rupert around. uh, But it wasn't the same situation. I kept them around because you have to remember, we had already... We had lost a couple. You're not still mad about that, are you, by I'm, the way? 
Well, it, uh, it's it's been like nine years, so I feel I feel better. Okay, well, just just so we can clear the air here, clear it. Like the reason why we didn't get rid of you was because you were a huge threat. Oh, I well, mean, thank you like very the much. way I want to play the game, I always want to play with people that you know I have the ability to control, and clearly, you know, I wasn't going to be able to control you. So we had to get rid of you. No, it was it was out of respect, buddy, that we had to get rid of you. Well, that very very much uh, appreciated. Yeah, it did take uh, a long time. Like, what? Sue Hawk is better than me. Uh, but I do I do appreciate that. And that's uh, another thing that happened last night that was kind of similar to to what happened in All Star. Sue Hawk. Remember, she left the game because of what happened with, uh, with Richard <laughs> there. And, I mean, yeah. man, what a blow that is because you got your numbers. Just think about it. If those four girls had gotten together, if they got together, then the whole dynamic of that tribe changes. You mm-hmm. know, the guys are now in the minority. If the three girls could, in fact, pick up Denise, you know, and, and uh, the girl that got uh, sick and voted out Dana. was able to stay. Yeah, yeah. Dana was able to stay in the game i mean and there it is it's just if you say that luck doesn't play a huge part in this game it's mm-hmm. a perfect example so um, in the all-stars so you weren't worried though that jenna lewis and rupert were going to team back up with uh who was there ethan and uh i guess jerry from the other well, side at a merge we had to wait and see i mean when we got to the merge they weren't there jerry and ethan were gone yeah you know so they had nowhere else to go and if you remember, I had the alliance that season. I'm trying to remember it now. <laughs> it was so long ago. Seriously, it was uh, me, Amber, and Big Tom yeah. were a three-person alliance. Alicia and Sue were there. I promoted Tribe Unity. You were the first one to go because we just couldn't control you. But then, you know, so we had a five-person alliance within the five of us, right? right. And Alicia and Sue thought that, you know, Rupert and Jenna were going next. That was yeah. it, you know? So there was a five-person alliance. The three-person alliance was me, Big Tom, and, uh, and Amber. And then we had a secret four-person alliance, me and Jenna and Amber and uh, Rupert. Rupert, yeah. And nobody knew about that except for the four of us. Yeah. You know? So now all my bases are covered. Mm-hmm. If, so I have the three-person alliance, the four-person alliance, and the five-person alliance. It gives me flexibility to adapt to whatever situation the game is going to throw throw at us. So I never let anybody know. Like as far as Alicia and uh, and Big Tom, even and uh, Sue Hawk were concerned, Rupert and Jenna were going next, mm-hmm. and we started winning challenges. I don't remember exactly which which one happened when, but we started winning challenges. And then the thing happened with Sue, which was bad luck, but in, in hindsight, it probably worked to our advantage. Because yeah. now I still have, you know, Alicia still, she's the only one that I have to worry about. She thinks it's Rupert or Jenna. And then mm-hmm. once she's gone, it was because Alicia really, really graded on Big Tom. They didn't get along at all. So it was easy to convince Big Tom to get rid of Alicia before Rupert and Jenna. Yeah. Right? Because Big Tom firmly believed that he, Amber, and I were the top three. Mm -hmm. So to get rid of Alicia really didn't change the game plan for him because he's still in the majority alliance, so he thinks. And he could have been, you know, we could have gone either way. That went all the way down to uh, the final five, you know, at that point where we had to, like, make a decision and, uh, and ultimately decided to get rid of Tom. 
uh, yeah. versus Rupert or Jenna. And I know the odds were against me there, but again, I'm I'm kind of playing a situation that you know, if Tom goes to the end, if he if he does pull out the miracle win and goes to the end, mm-hmm. I mean nobody's going to beat him. He's going to win hands down. He yeah. had the jury with all his friends, you know. Well, you know, I know we're way off as far as Philippines, but well, let's keep going with this. So I really feel like uh, that one of your your best moves that you did was in that All Stars at that final five where you get Rupert and Big Tom to fight with each other when this, the right strategic move would be for them to, if for Big Tom to get with Jenna and Rupert and break up you and Amber because you're the pair that's not going to vote against each other. Uh, and that was really, you know, I, I think that's, you know, if we're going to make the list of the best Boston Rob moves, I think that's right there uh, at the top, I think. Thanks. Yeah. Uh I mean, it would seem it would seem simple for them to talk to each other, but you got to remember, like from their point of view, they firmly believe they were going to the end with me. Mm-hmm. You know, each of them did. So it didn't. They didn't. They didn't see it that way. You know, and the way I played that season was so aggressive that they both felt that if they were to go to the end with me, that they'd win. Yeah. So they're not going to jeopardize that. You see what I'm saying? They're they're thinking that whatever, let him do whatever he wants. When the time comes, they're going to take me, and I'm going to win against them. So, uh, yeah. In well, hindsight- let me ask you going going into that All Stars. Now you play a different a different way than you really come out. You know, you you really come out like guns blazing on Marquesas. You know, take note, prisoners, and you play sort of a, a different game. I think on the all-stars i you know somebody said this to me recently were you influenced by brian heidek uh and the game that he played on thailand in between marquesas and all-stars no because uh he does he so i mean you guys have a similar sort of philosophy uh in sort of like the end game of that he has these deals with everybody at the end of the game but yeah, you know, I, I never. Uh... Uh, I, I kind of look at in Marquesas, like going back. You got to remember, you got to put each of the seasons I played into kind of like context of like where I was at that time in my life. You and I talked about this uh, the other day, and we talked on the phone a little bit. Yeah. And that is that, like you know, when I was in Marquesas, I think I was twenty four, twenty five years old. I was a kid, right out of college. Mm-hmm. I was working, and you know, I was working construction in Boston. It's November. It's cold, and I get this opportunity to go to an island to have some fun. I don't even actually think that I thought about winning the game then. You know what I mean? I was more there to have fun than I was to strategize or think about that. And it was evident in the challenge, the last challenge, the first individual immunity when I got eliminated. I got eliminated. I was screwing around, splashing water on the other contestants. I remember Probst even said, like, in the, in the challenge, he goes, if anybody wants to splash water, they can do that. And I was like, <laughs> all right, why not, you know? Not even thinking that, like, I really need to win this. Uh, so my mindset was completely different. When I went into All-Stars, it was like, man, I have to, like, I, I just, I concentrated more on strategy and how to get to the end. And take no prisoner's attitude. Mm-hmm. And whatever I needed to do to get there, and like I'm a math guy, I figured out the math of every situation, and never really considered the emotional or social part of the game, like I did in um, later seasons. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I think a lot of that comes with maturity and comes with with age and life experiences and stuff. Uh, 
So I don't know if that really answers your question or not, but Heideck didn't influence me. I, okay. I remember I've watched, I think I've watched every season of Survivor. There may have been one season where I missed part of it because Amber and I were on the race. Yeah. Uh, but there, there's a time where they, they start to blend together. And I remember Thailand, it, it wasn't really, uh, it just wasn't a big, interesting season. Uh, mm-hmm. Amazon after that with you was really good. And then, of course, the whole story of uh, Pearl Islands was uh, was Rupert and uh, yeah. Sandra. Well, we didn't get to see that much of it. I think we left there. It was only like six episodes of uh, Pearl Islands. Like we knew who Rupert was a little bit, but we hadn't seen like Johnny Fairplay and the Grandma and all that all that stuff. Well, until we all after... knew Rupert was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. So let, let's uh, go back to this season a little bit. Uh, now you also have uh, Mike Scoopin back there, who you know all the old survivors. We all kind of you know know each other from like these uh, parties and whatever. Uh, were, were you excited to see Mike Scoopin come back this yeah, season? Yeah, I mean, I know he's been. I, th- I think this is something that he's wanted for a long time. Uh, I haven't seen or talked to Mike for years, uh, but I met him like through the grapevine, like you did at all these uh, events and these charity events that we used to go to years ago. And uh, I'm happy for him that he's getting another chance to get out there and do it. So far, he seems like he's doing all right. He obviously has a huge target because he's a returning player. But I think he's, you know, kind of trying to play it low-key. It's funny because you really have to be aware of, you know, your presence and how other people are perceiving you out there. And I think he's doing a pretty good job so far. Yeah, it, he's interesting because I feel like he's been on the show for so long. We have like, you know, he was on the show 12 years ago and he's on the show now. But we've only seen him go to Tribal Council twice uh, somehow over this Survivor lifespan. And I feel like we still don't know a lot about Mike Scoopin, the player. I mean, he went to Tribal Council. They voted off that lady, Deb. All They all voted against her. They voted off Kimmy. Uh, then he falls in the fire. And I feel like we don't really know how he plays the game strategically. Yeah, or you know, even if even if he has that in his bag of trips tricks, because you got to remember from somebody that's played the game from like the early days until now, it's changed so much, and I think the mentality of the players was so much different in those early days. I mean, it was it was less about a strategic, you know, thinking game than it was about actually surviving. I mean, it was more about actually surviving in the adventure, you mm-hmm. know, back then. So I'm sure he's watched and seen the other seasons. Uh, it, it'll be interesting to see if he's learned and he's able to adapt and be able to pick up some of those, some of those skills that are uh, crucial nowadays. Now, what about Penner? Have you ever uh, run into Penner? I don't think I've ever met him, actually, but uh, I was a fan of his when he played. I liked the way he played the game. I'm trying to remember. There was a couple different seasons he was on. He was on, like, three, right? This is oh, this uh, number three. Yeah, okay, he was on. Yeah. So he got injured in one or had an infection in his knee. Yeah, he like left that, right? fans versus and, and, favorites. Uh, yeah, I'm not really familiar with with his game, uh, although I, do, I, I, I don't remember the... the strategy portion of it but i remember him as a player and i remember that i liked him okay uh, how he about to, 
Yeah, go ahead. How about Jeff Kent? Are you are you ex- were you pumped up to see Jeff Kent on this season of Survivor? And he never played for the Red Sox. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, he, he he seems like he's doing all right. You know, guys like that they get a big target on them. It's uh, if it gets out there, I think that was that was a really smart move of him personally, and I believe he was a driving force in that vote last night. But uh, but to get rid of that girl. Uh, Dawson. Dawson, is it Dawson? Yeah. Yes. To get rid of her. I got my computer on in front of me because I don't know all the <laughs> names. Yeah. So, but, but, uh, but it was smart. If, if it was, and I believe it, it should have been a good strategic move for him to get rid of her before she spilled the beans about him, if indeed nobody else knew it, because it's a huge liability. You know, any way you slice it. If people know that you got millions in the bank, at the end of the day, it's going to be much more difficult for them to give you the vote. Yeah, because I think it's almost, he's in the, almost the same boat if anybody finds out as these returning players are, uh, which you have a lot of experience in, in sort of Redemption Island where everybody else is new. They know that you're a returning player and now you have to somehow convince them, hey, let's not just vote out the returning player. How do you do that? Carefully. I mean, you, <laughs> really, you got to treasure. I mean, it's, it's work, dude. It's work. Redemption Island was work for me. And a lot of luck too. At the very beginning of the game, I mean, it was a fifty-fifty shot. I could have, I could have pulled the purple buff and ended up on uh, the Zapatera tribe, and you know, it could have been a completely different game. I still like to believe that I would have been able to work my way in there, but I don't know. I really don't. You know, you get a kind of like the game; it's always changing, and. You know, in the morning, you could be in all God's graces, and in the afternoon, you're on the list. So (laughs) it's the one that's able to adapt the best to every situation and try to cover your bases as much as you can. But going back to what you were talking about, about Kent and that vote-off last night, I think for him, he was the only person that benefited from that vote. I think as a tribe, as a whole, they'd have been better off to get rid of uh, the girl that came over. Uh, Denise. Denise. I'm sorry, I can't remember all the names. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, <laughs> now, in all in all of your tribal councils uh, that that you've been to, and I had uh, I had my interns uh, here. They they ran some stats for us here today. You've been to 32 different tribal councils uh, in your survivor playing career, which is uh, uh, amazing. A lot. It is a lot. Uh, in 32 tribal councils, have you ever seen anything like what we saw last night where Dawson is going to give Jeff Probst a kiss on the Man, way was, out the it door? It was uncomfortable even to watch, wasn't it? You yeah. Could tell, like, you could see it in his eyes that he knew it was coming, and he was like, <laughs> I don't know what the right protocol is here. And uh, I think he handled it pretty good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was, that was definitely a first for sure. Uh, yeah, that was that was really crazy. What was the what's the craziest uh, reaction you've ever seen uh, from somebody that you've been at a tribal council there get voted out? It's not me, is it? And I, yeah, no, I don't know. It's funny. Philip was uh, Philip was awesome at tribal council week in and week out. We'd wind him up and he'd go in there, and it wasn't he didn't get voted out, but I mean, just to see him at tribal council was. It was like going to the movies. He was awesome. <laughs> he he just he went off week in and week out, and it was great. Because, you know, he literally took, like, tribal council is the place to air your grievances, literally. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, we, we were in there sometimes for three or four, three, three and a half hours. I mean, long tribal councils. But, uh, I don't know, reactions to people voted off, it's, 
There's been a few good ones, I guess. I, I can't none none actually jump out to me. <laughs> all right, how about this? Now, in all your survivor experiences, that's probably the worst question you asked so far. By the okay, way. all right, we'll put that put that one down. Uh, <laughs> so, in all your survivor playing experiences, uh, this. How does the weather on this season compare to the worst weather that you experienced? And, and where? what was the worst weather spot that you were in? Uh, well, you remember the night when we were in uh, Panama. Uh, under that tarp? Had, like the little hurricane come through. Were you there when the, when the, when the one yeah, was it this, like, like when Jerry, Jerry wanted to quit and we were all like, we won the tarp, but we hadn't put it up uh, yet. And we were all sort of just like under this uh, sweaty tarp. That was pretty bad. Marquesa seems to me like it was like the most shocking only because I think like it was so new. It's funny because when you play the game multiple times, I feel like you kind of get conditioned to it. Mm-hmm. Not that like, like, you know, you, it's, it's horrendous. You know how bad it is. And then when you go back, like you forget it, like five minutes after you're home, you're like, all right, let's go do it again. But then like you get back out there and it's bad. But I think knowing that it's coming and knowing that it's going to suck and it's going to rain and it's going to be miserable, you're going to be cold, it like gives you a big advantage because you know it's going to be like that. But at the end of the day, the sun does come out. There was there was a, the first couple days of uh, Heroes and Villains yeah. was pretty bad too. The first, I remember like the first couple days it was rain and we were having, uh, we got fire and then we lost fire and then we were having trouble keeping it going and we really didn't have a shelter. I mean, nobody was motivated that season to build a shelter. Luckily, we uh, we won that tarp, and I think we actually got two tarps that season. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, but Panama, the weather that that weather in Panama was pretty bad. Yeah, so I'm glad you bring up uh, okay that that point on the heroes versus villains where you had the self-diagnosed crybabyitis because it was a very similar situation to what happened last night where the doctor. <laughs> The doctor came out. Dana had a severe case of crybabyitis. Uh, you you could say because the doctors came out and said, "Oh, she's all, she's good. She looks all right to me. Tummy ache." Uh, yeah. But they say, "I don't know, man. It's real. It's real." Yeah. I mean, I I felt for her watching it. It's tough. <laughs> I mean, it, it really is. In my personal situation, when that happened, I don't remember any of it. Mm-hmm. I don't remember passing out. I remember waking up and everything, but I don't remember passing out. All I knew was I was severely dehydrated. Yeah. I ended up, you know, pulling through and it was fine, but uh but when you're out there in that situation, man, the elements they kick your ass. Yeah. You know, it really does. And you're away from home and there's nobody else. I mean, look, last night <laughs> I could see it in Penner's eyes, uh and he's a returning player, but you know, and he was like, oh, it's so bad that you're going. It's so tough. You're a strong, you know. But on the inside, he's like, all right, one down. You know, because you you feel for the people, but if you've got the game mentality, <laughs> that's like what you're really thinking. Right. You know, it's like, okay, another one gone. It's one closer to the money for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, he definitely was. You're right on on that because he yeah, was I mean, like, yeah, uh, he, oh, we'll miss it you. sounds harsh, but that's <laughs> the, the, the reality of the situation. Yeah. Well, and especially because she wasn't even in his alliance. So it's you know, there's sort of like a men versus women thing going on there. So uh, <laughs> he's like, okay. Then now we have the n- numbers too. Yeah. Uh, so how about uh, you know some of these other people from this season? I, will, I just want to get your quick take on. All right. So how about this guy Pete? Who do you see him? Is, is he a little bit of a, of a Marquesas Boston Rob out there right now? 
I think so. Yeah, I, I would say that's a pretty pretty accurate description. He's uh, he's having fun and he's playing this one and that one and everything else and trying to you know. But he's got to watch out because that'll catch up with him. Yeah, I would say that's a that's a pretty good analysis. Speaking of analysis, you know who you remind me of? Who? Uh, Ray Romano. <laughs> okay. Am I right? What is it? Is it is it the uh, Mets? Is it the Mets analogy or what is it about him? Yeah, he is a big. He's a uh, you know Mets fan, and I think I think a Jets fan also. So that's uh, a compliment, by the way. That's yeah, a compliment. I appreciate. I, I a... find him very funny, and I uh, I like him, but uh, just like in his own world a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that, that's well, accurate. Yeah, that's pretty fair. I'll take that. Uh, yeah, I very. Gonna co- say, I was going to say Romano combined with Howard Stern, but I didn't want you to start start going nuts. Okay, yeah, don't don't let me go nuts. So, yeah, you you, you keep me in my place. Don't worry. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, how about Malcolm? You know, he's another guy who's gotten a lot of airtime this season. What, what's your sense of Malcolm? I think he's uh, pretty level-headed. I think he has the ability, if he's able to work himself into that tribe, and uh, and they and and the other girl comes back, Denise. I'm going to remember mm-hmm. her name from now on. If Denise comes back, then uh, I think together they could do some damage even if she goes like he just seems like he's pretty he's pretty smart it was indicative i'll tell you what the one move that i didn't like that he did was uh getting rid of the angie girl and the reason why is because she's always going to be a liability yeah you know she's always going to be a liability to go and you could have gotten rid of her further down the line and she's going to do whatever you ask her to do so I didn't think that that was, uh, you know, whatever. They ended up losing it anyway. But, and I don't know, like, you know, here's the other thing, Rob. You know, we can Monday morning quarterback this thing as much as we want, but even though we've played the game as many times and, and had the experience that we've had, we really don't know what's going on out there. We don't <laughs> know the, the true interdynamics of what's going on on this season and their tribe and what's being shown and everything else. So, you know, you can't... I mean, to say one guy's going to do good or one guy's going to do bad, it's it's based on what we've been shown. You know, like you don't really know the true full story. Yeah, yeah, it's a, a reasonable facsimile, but there's so that's much like that the we don't disclaimer see. in case I'm wrong about anything. <laughs> well, that's uh, that's good. Uh, are any of these other players? Is anybody else doing anything that uh, you you know you've keyed in on the last couple episodes from this season? That's something that you know related back to your experiences. Uh, it's just it's early, you know. It's early. It, it, once the merge comes around, that's when you know the true battle lines are going to be drawn. Uh, going from three tribes to two tribes, it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna change the numbers and the dynamics of the game. It, it'll be it'll be interesting to see because now one tribe's down two players. Going into the next couple of uh, weeks here, what happens as far as challenges and who wins and who loses? If they go in tied versus one side up or another, you're going to see different. It's a different. It's a different strategy. You know, you have to employ a different strategy. Uh, it's almost as if if one tribe is down, and that girl Denise is still in, or Malcolm is still in. Because Denise is the only team that could be down. Because if Malcolm's team loses both, they'll be even, right? Right. So if Denise's team loses another one, then there's a possibility that Malcolm could come back over. 
Although I don't really see that happening. You know, he kind of brought it up with the other guys and they're in these whole guy things. So I think that's going to be strong. I think those guys are going to stick together. Scoop and Smart, he knows not to rock the boat, you know, early. I think he does anyway. Uh, he should know. And he if he does, know. then, you know, that will be the prevailing alliance, I think, those guys out of that tribe. Yeah. And how about Lisa Welchill from the Facts of Life? Now, one, were you a fan of Facts of Life? Uh, I, I don't remember ever watching an episode, but I do remember her on the show. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't see you watching that show. Yeah, I wasn't really. Uh, I remember the. Uh, I remember the. Uh, is it Trudy or Tootie? Tootie. <laughs> I do remember it. God, showing how old I am, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember watching. Now, do you like stuff like this when they have Jeff Kent and uh, you know Blair from Facts of Life on Survivor? I don't know, man. It is what it is now. The the show has evolved. You know, mm-hmm. I don't really particularly care for it, but but whatever it is, what it is. You know, at the end of the day, the show still has to you know bring in ratings from somewhere, and if that's what gets it done, then you know, good for them. Yeah, they. I mean, were they going to keep bringing you back? Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's either that or get Blair from Facts of Life. There you or go. Jeff Kent. Yeah. <laughs> One or the other. Uh, all right, so I have so many questions uh, for you from our listeners that we we broke our record here for uh, most most questions that we've gotten on our Facebook page. Uh, we're closing in on about 300 here as we uh, approach this, and we really we, we broke the record by about 100 here. So uh, let, me, let me jump around with some of these questions. And uh, yeah, if you don't like any of these ones, these are from other people. I didn't. I didn't write these questions. <laughs> okay. Uh, disclaimer. Okay. That's a disclaimer, right? Yeah. All right. Let's let's bounce around here through uh, through the seasons, and then some of these are about Survivor Philippines. Uh, here's one from Tyler Sloan. Uh, he wants to know if Tyson didn't mess up the vote on Heroes versus Villains, what was going to be the game plan moving forward, and who was your final three on that season? Hmm. I was in tight with Tyson and Sandra, uh, you know, and, and I would say, I don't know that he actually messed up the gameplay. Like he made a mistake. It was horrendous what he did. He knows he did, but like with survivor strategy wise, you need to think about like a lot of people think that the best way to approach the game is to figure out what's the best strategy for me. And that will only get you so far in your thinking you actually have to think about what's the best strategy for everybody else and how does that, you know, how does that affect my strategy? And that was one thing that I'd never really considered because it seemed like a no brainer in that vote for him to go along with it. And like after the fact, you know, he and I, we we became friends, went to Australia together. We never really talked about it. You know what I mean? But I have to believe in his mind that he felt that by voting the way he did, that it was going to be poverty anyway. Russell was never going to give her the he give her the idol, so that in this way he could still stay in their good graces, and I would never know about it. Obviously, mm-hmm. it didn't work out. But moving forward, it was going to be it was going to be it was me and uh, Sandra and Tyson and. Uh, Depending who went that night, either Russell or Parvati, the other one would go the next night. 
I yeah. mean, the thing about the thing about heroes and villains is we came to that we came to Samoa to shoot that show, and there were how many people were on that season? Seventeen. Twenty. Twenty. 20. There were 20 people. Man, that's a huge difference, too. The the the, uh, the dynamics of strategy change from 20 people to uh, 18 people, like, dramatically. It's like, it would take me a real long time to explain it, but it's like a huge difference. Anyway, uh, we got there, and there's 19 people that have played the game before, and then all of a sudden, one new guy. And you know how they do the interviews before the game starts, or right when it starts, and they say, who's going first? And immediately I say, look at if this guy's on my tribe, he's going first. Talking about Russell. Yeah. Because, I mean, he's an unknown quantity. I don't know anything about him. And he obviously had to do something to get to this point. You know what I mean? That they're going to bring him back for another season. And he was on the season before. That he had to have done something that was pretty ridiculous. So that was my thinking going into it. Uh, it ended up changing to, uh, who was it? Randy, Randy, yeah. uh, because we just couldn't, we couldn't rally at that point. We're losing and we're like, all right, we got to keep him around cause he's a young guy and stuff. Uh, Randy was older and that was it. And it went from there. And, uh, so it would have been Parvati or Russell and then the other one. And then, uh, myself, Tyson and Sandra were in the Alliance Coach and Jerry was on the outs. I mean, Jerry I never trusted at all. I mean, she's still harboring whatever from All-Stars going into Heroes and Villains. Mm-hmm. At one point, I think she said something on the beach to me, something something like, take care of me and I'll take care of you. I was like, oh, that's oh, pretty funny. You know, like, really? <laughs> really? Uh, so <laughs> there, was, there was never any, you know, trust there that I could actually bank on. Yeah. Uh, and Danielle... Like, here's what I should have done, and I didn't do. Like, you talk about hindsight, and you can Monday morning quarterback, like I said, like, after the fact, you know how it is, you think about what could I have done differently, and I actually thought about this, and I didn't do it, and I, like, you know, just because, and it's my own fault, I was fixated on breaking up Russell and Parvati, and it was an error in my judgment, but what I should have done was rally Sandra Oh, it was Courtney was a fourth in our alliance. Mm-hmm. It was Sandra, Courtney, me, and Tyson. And I should have just rallied the four of us, and we should have just got rid of Danielle. Because with Danielle gone, there was no leg to stand on. And I actually said it. And I said it to Tyson. I go, you know what? There's four of us. We could just get rid of Danielle and then get one of them the next time. But it was just like we weren't sure, and Coach was with us, and then he wasn't with us. And uh, it was it was after Tyson's vote went wrong that I think Coach lost faith in the alliance, and he was able to be swayed by Jerry. So then ultimately I was gone next. Because still, if myself, Courtney, uh, Sandra, Coach, and Jerry stayed together, then we still could have got them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. I know Jerry wasn't on, but we could have at least forced a tie. And Coach knew that, and he kind of took the easy way. But, like, you got to play to win in this game. You don't play to go far. And I get that you can't go far without surviving another day. But ultimately, if you don't have all your ducks in a row, you know what I mean, then you're not going to get past. You're only going to make it so far. Yeah. 
Well, I think this is something that's interesting about your game, and I don't know if it's like the poker mentality or that's why you're a good poker player, but it's almost like if you if, if there was a computer that ran the simulation of you on Survivor, it's like, you know, you're probably going to get to the end a certain number of times, and then a certain number of times you're going to be out early, but there's not going to be a and lot of times... You know what, dude? I would rather it no other way. Yeah. Like, honestly, I don't want... Like, to me... The absolute most devastating thing would be to finish like fourth. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Or good. fifth. <laughs> like to get close and then to have to like vote for somebody else to win. Like I'm kind of an all or nothing guy and I like the way it ended up turning out. You know, it's indicative of my style of play. But having said that, Rob, like there are literally multiple ways that you can win this game, you know, in multiple different personalities. And what works for me won't work for everybody. I'm the type of person that if I'm on the bus, I have to drive the bus. I can't ride the bus. I can't take a backseat approach to this game. It's just not in my mentality. It's not in my personality. It just it won't work. So unless I drive, I won't, you know, I, I, I just I can't play this, the, the uh, game as like a backseat player. Not to say that a backseat player can't play the game, play it well, and win. Because that's been done. It's a different strategy. But you need to know who you are as a person and as a player before you get to that island and know how you're going to play. You know what I I mean? it's, It's very specific. And like with me, the way I played has changed and evolved over the years. Because I'm, I've, I've been different over the years. You know, I was 24 and single the first time I played, and 35 or 34 and married with, you know, kids the last mm-hmm. time over like 10 years. So. Well, I think what you're saying perfectly lines up with the season because take a look at a guy like Russell Swan who came into this game. The, the last time he played, he was the leader of the tr- of the tribe, and I thought it worked well for him, but he came into the game this time. He said, hey, oh, I'm not going to be the leader. No way. That's the guy that everybody votes out. I'm going to sit back. I'm not going to play this that way this time, and look where it got him. It's a good analogy, yeah. It's a really good analogy, you know, but different people have played this game from the other perspective and done a brilliant job at it. I'm just saying that I couldn't have done it. I couldn't, I can't play that way. You know, it's not, it's not in my mentality. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I can learn. I feel like I play the way I played in All-Stars, similar in the other seasons since then. But all of a sudden, I realized after All-Stars that you need a social game to win this thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can bulldoze your way to the end. You can strategize, you can be physical, you can do everything, but above all, above all of that, if you're not socially a good player, you're never going to get the win. And someone that's equal on the strategy and in the physical and the social, the social will win every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean... Well, you said you we're not gonna. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I was gonna, I was gonna compliment you, but you said uh, no, no butt kissing. But so we won't, we won't go there. Uh, let me yeah. go to another question. This is from Alan Northway. He says voting out Hunter marked a turning point in Survivor strategically. Was it difficult to convince people to vote off someone so strong? Uh, 
Let's go way back, okay? Now, this is the first really crazy thing that you do on Survivor, where you you, you guys vote out Hunter. People were, like, uh, you know, rioting. They said, what is this? What are they doing? They're losing. They're voting out this guy. He's so good. He's strong, this guy. People thought you were a, a lunatic as, you know, as a fan at this point for me, watching right. you, you do this. Uh, what did you learn out of that whole experience? Actually, the first crazy thing I did wasn't voting off Hunter. It was voting off Peter Harkey. <laughs> Nobody remembers him, but he's the first guy that left from Marquesas. Completely able, likable guy, you know? Yeah. Just a little bit out there. But I said to myself, this game is a game about being the best on your tribe. If they're looking at somebody like Hunter as, like, the all-American Captain America guy, how am I ever going to compete with that? I'm going to be in his shadow the whole time. And I just felt like I could never fully take control of the game unless he was gone. Mm -hmm. I needed him to be gone to take control of the game. Look, it's no big secret, too. The way you want to play Survivor is surrounded by people that are going to be obedient and people that you can, you know, ultimately beat in the end. He was, you know, very firm in his position of where he was in life. He was a pilot this, that, and everything else. And I just knew, like, he had he had control over Gina. And uh, let me remember now. It was Sarah, yeah. me, Sean, and Vesepia. There was the four alliance, right? right. And then the, the, other, the other alliance was me, Sarah, Sean, Vesepia, and Gina. Because Gina didn't know which way to go. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, no. Sarah wasn't in that alliance. It was me, Hunter, Sean, Vesepia, and Gina. There was no breaking up Sean and Vesepia. I mean, they clicked and bonded Mm -hmm. over their roots and and being African-American from the beginning. And I saw that, and I could could see that that was going to be an unbreakable bond. Sarah was willing to go along with me to a degree, but I could see that there was a little bit of she wanted to be your own person, too, you know, which ultimately you don't want. You want people that you're going to be able to to control and and that will listen to reason and that ultimately are going to do what you ask them to do. Uh, Hunter wasn't going to do what I asked him or told him to do, you know? And from Mm -hmm. very early on, he was trying to be diplomatic and stuff, but I could see him getting frustrated, you know? so the only choice was to vote him out. I mean, but, you know, I, I learned an important lesson that season, and that was this, okay? So by voting out Hunter, I was able to become the captain of the boat, so to speak, right? Mm-hmm. But being the captain of the boat, and here's a lesson, is completely useless if your boat is sinking. And my boat was sinking. So I was captain of a ship that was going down. Yeah. Uh, and then the, the tribe switch happened, which is, you know, one of those luck things of Survivor, and you, you have nothing to do about it. So first and foremost, you need to promote unity within your tribe, and you need to win. You've got a huge advantage if you win the first couple of challenges. There's always going to be someone that's annoying, and that's going to be the easy first boot. Hey, you know? and, and is that a shot? Have, what's that? Is that a shot? No, it wasn't you. I told you. Oh, we okay. you, right, right. you, were, you were smart. Very insensitive about that. You're not really, are you? <laughs> Seriously, after all these years? 
Uh, you <laughs> no, do, though. You, I was just worried. He said, you off, did you not? There's somebody who's annoying that's the easy first boot. Uh, was, I just wanted to make sure. It was easy because you were different. That's the other <laughs> thing about Survivor is that, you know, you kind of, like when you're, when you're a new player and stuff, mm-hmm, yeah. you kind of want to be like everyone else. And not that you weren't, but you were... Okay, this is like, this is like you, you were like so like a super like into the show. You loved it. You could mm-hmm. see it, yeah. you know, and your knowledge. I remember those first couple of days around camp with you, Rob, like your knowledge about the show was like uncanny compared to like everybody else out there. You knew everything. You know who else like literally like knew everything about everybody out there was Randy Bailey. Yeah. He, like, knew everything about everybody. That's so dangerous. Mm-hmm. Knowledge is power in that game, you know? So, I mean, someone like that that knows, like, the ins and outs and the little nuances and as funny as it is, it's easy to paint a target on someone like that and make them, you know, the scapegoat. Peter Harkey, anytime there's something that's different in any way that you can kind of go on and on about, then other people will get at you. It, yeah. I mean, it's just it's easy to rally around someone that's different. It's kind of it's kind of cruel in a way, but <laughs> sorry, buddy. Yeah, it's all right. Uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, sorry, I didn't mean to derail uh, that question, but uh, yeah, in- interesting uh, to hear you know us uh, go back uh, that far. Uh, Laura Holtzwasser, she wants to be called uh, Boston Laura. She wants to know what was your all-time high hold on, moment. Hold on, on one second. Hold on one second. Yes. The other thing I want to say about that, because I'm thinking it through now, was uh, was I knew that you were smart enough to be able to let it ride for a little while. Yeah. You, and tell me if I'm wrong, okay. but I knew that you wouldn't rock the boat eventually, but I knew down the road you would have me in your crosshairs. Yeah. You know who else did the exact same thing? Who? Francesca from Redemption. Oh. And I love Francesca. But I could tell you could you could feel it. You're like, okay, she's gonna play nice and this and that and everything else. Christina was the one that was running around looking for the idol on Redemption. But I knew who she was. You know, yeah. I could I could see that player, and I knew where it was, and I knew I would be able to get rid of her later down the line. Someone like Francesca, who's gonna be coy and sly. If you give them the opportunity later on, it's gonna come back to get you. So you got to get rid of them right away. Yeah, well, this is, you know, we've actually never talked about this, so this is, this is uh, really interesting. So you're absolutely right. I mean, my thought process coming into the All-Stars was I just came off the Amazon. I mean, the Amazon ended in May. Jeff Probst says, yo, here's the smartest player never to win. I know all the other survivors are, are annoyed about this. Uh, it's really six months later. It's in, you know, we're playing in November of 2003, and I'm going. I'm like, nobody's going to trust me. Nobody's going to believe me. I am going to be on my best behavior. I'm not going to do anything underhanded. I'm not going to do anything sneaky. And you know, you come along. You say, hey, it's it's uh, it's you. And uh, I don't have to do the impression, but yeah, it's it's you. It's you. It's me. It's uh, big big Tom. It's Amber. I said, great. This is great. Let's get. You know, we're going to get rid of Alicia. We're going to get rid of Sue. And all I need to do is make the merge. And then once I right. make the merge. Then um, and now it's free. For, now it's open season. I can flip flop. I get, you know. I figure now. I've only seen you in Marquesas. I see the guy who's gonna go like uh you know uh 
with all due respect, you know, self-destruct a little bit when things get when things get rough, like in Marquesas, where you're getting into fights with John and all and all you this know what, stuff. Though, in Marquesas, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt you again, but in Marquesas, like literally, like I was having fun and I was, you know, doing whatever. But when we went into that season, literally. There were only two people that knew how to play that game strategically, from my point of view. Mm-hmm. And this may, and this is not an insult to any of the other people that I played with, but I felt like me and John Carroll, the nurse, were the only two that really, you know, understood the strategy. So, like, once we got to the point where you say I so-called self-destructed, I mean, that was a last-ditch effort to kind of show these people you know, like, what's going on here? A lot of people, after the fact, take credit for, like, switching the game and, and this and that. And, it, it, you know, look, here's the thing, Rob. Every single person that played Survivor that's been voted off will always tell you that it came back to them. It was a decision that they did or didn't do or something that changed the whole course of the whole game. If it had been, if I had done this different, this would have changed the whole thing and this would have happened. And I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is that, like, there weren't many people that recognized what was going on. Had I not made that, like, I, I, I literally knew at that point I wasn't going to win the game when I didn't win immunity, and I was going to get voted off. But I said to myself, if I'm getting voted off, right, and they're yeah. not going to play with me, then I'm not letting this kid win it. Mm-hmm. And so I, like, did everything I could to try to switch it. They didn't figure it out until like one or two votes later, but they did eventually, you yeah. know? And, uh, I kind of, I don't feel bad about it, but, uh, but had I not done that, I think John Carroll may have gone a lot further than he did. Uh, I think that's, that's a pretty accurate statement. Um, yeah. and then, ju- you know, just, uh, you know, back to our game, I was going to, you know, I'm going to be on my best behavior. You t- you totally nailed it. Uh, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to give these guys any re- – now, I could have done a better job. I think I did get on people's nerves there to- towards the end. I think uh, especially – I felt I always felt like me and you were good, but I felt like I was like a, a little annoying for Amber and Alicia. And it's it's I started to feel like, you know, Alicia and Amber, they had the bond from Australia. And I felt I was getting a little a little squeezed out there. And I, but I felt like at the worst, I'm better than Sue Hawk. Uh, <laughs> and, um, you know, but uh, whatever. But you're absolutely right, you know. I was going to just, you know, not, I wasn't going to bother anybody until later, until later in the game. And then people say, well, you didn't do anything. What were you doing out there? Uh, so, you know, I didn't get a chance to do anything. That's, that's yeah, not what I you did. You didn't think you were going home. You were in no trouble and you're trying to be easy. Yeah. But, yeah. So, I mean, it's it, hindsight's twenty twenty, but I mean, literally the only thing you could have done to have not gotten voted out at that point was to not be on my tribe. <laughs> well, like, okay. Like, well, that makes like, me feel better. Well, I mean, like because it, you, 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 there was no question. There was yeah. no question at that point. And like, honestly, dude, I'm not blowing smoke. Like, that's a compliment. It is. I, I, I take it as one, and I, I appreciate yeah. that. Because believe me, I have racked my brain over the there. Were, you know, after Why didn't after you just it pick happened. Up the phone and call me. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> again, I did. You know what? I I never wanted to be somebody who was like, uh, you know, one one of these people where it was like. You know, 
because I had that a little bit with my with my season that you know I had people who come up to me and you know were kind of jerks about the the whole thing. So I try to take take it in stride. But I definitely for a while I'm like, what well, what could I done? Could I have done differently if I would have known? Yeah, you couldn't have done anything different. And to your point about people that have been jerks, like you got to understand, like it's a process, and everybody's going to decompress at their own rate. You mm-hmm. know, some people. Like the minute they leave, they're good. Other people, it takes years, and other people, they never, they never get, you know, they never get over it. They never get it. They never, you know. So, and to each their own. Everybody's experiences is different, and you know. So, it, it's the funniest thing. Like Amber and I, we still watch to this day, like every week. And yes, I make crispy rice at home all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but when we watch, like. Like, the one thing that, like, I've kind of noticed is that it doesn't matter if you're voted off first or third or tenth or make it all the way to the end. The people invariably, in their exit interviews, they always said this was an awesome experience. It was an experience of a lifetime. I wouldn't change anything, like, you know, and thank you, and it was it was unbelievable. And especially for the people that have been on there three days, you've got to be saying to yourself, are you kidding me? Three days on the island, change your life, it's life-changing. But the actuality is, when they're out there and they're saying that in the moment, they 100% believe it. It's true. It's true. They believe it, mm-hmm. and they feel it. Because they've never gone through anything like this, and they feel like the bonding is, you know, and you and I both know, like, after you come back, it's fleeting. You know, you're, you're, you're home in your house, and you all of a sudden, you know, after, after you've appreciated your bed and the roof over your head and not getting bit by mosquitoes and not sleeping in the sand and everything else, a couple months goes by, and it's all of a sudden you take it all for granted. But in the moment, like, they really do feel that and appreciate it. So everybody's experience is different and the decompression is different. And, you know, like you can't, you can't summarize or equate what somebody's feeling or what they're going through or how they're going to react after the fact to anybody else in the game. You know, people that have like, you know, like really close in the game then after the fact, they're not close at all. And, and, and differently, you know, Tyson like what happened in uh, Heroes and Villains was completely ridiculous. Tyson and I, to this day, are like to a like I feel like you know probably one of the closest people that I'm close with besides like my wife and maybe I don't even know who else. Sean from Marquesas, mm-hmm. that I, and Peter Harkey of all people. Like, but we we connect, you know, and we uh, we're friends and we let it go and it's done. Yeah, uh, it's good. It's a, a very interesting game uh, that we've played, and I know that you're very, you know, you're the same as me. Is I, I don't think you're one of these people that takes it for granted. Uh, you know, every everything that we've, you know, gotten at this point, you know, has in some way, shape, or form been through Survivor. You know, you met your wife on Survivor. You know, I, you know, met my wife through, you know, watching the Survivor when I when I was on it. Um, you know, it's a life-changing thing. Yeah, and I've gotten more than it than I could have ever dreamed. And believe me, I realize it, and I recognize it, and I'm more than appreciative of it. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's unbelievable. The opportunities I've gotten, what I've gotten to do, and, like, don't think for a minute that I take any of them for granted because I don't. Yeah, but I look don't. At, let's, let's answer the girl's question okay. that you uh, said before yeah. when I cut you off because I don't want her to 
not get her question. Uh, okay. Uh, here we go. She wants to know, uh, uh, Laura Holtz-Waz wants to know, what is the all-time high moment on Survivor and what is the all-time low moment? Do you, do you have one of each? Uh, the high moment would be at the uh, All-Stars finale. In well, let's, let's take that off the table. Let's say, we, we, yeah, you know, propose, you know, proposing... Take that off the table, well, okay, besi- How about this? They're married Bes- seven and a half years. I got three <laughs> now. That's a high moment. Besides, okay, besides the two obvious ones, proposing to Amber uh, and you winning the game, uh, is there a third moment? Uh, Make it challenging. Yeah, there was... Uh, there was the final challenge of Redemption Island. I remember mm-hmm. before we went to the challenge, and not the one where I had to run up the stairs. That was pretty cool, too. And I actually beat uh, a former NFL player. That was uh, that was pretty awesome. Yeah. But the, the final challenge, um, when it was myself, Philip, Ashley, yeah. and Natalie, I remember before... I got to that challenge before the day before or whatever. And it hit me all of a sudden. It's funny. Like I play the game for X number of days and seasons and all this time. And all of a sudden I'm in this situation where I have to win this challenge. And if I don't have to win it, I have to vote for one of the other three to win. And it just, it like hits me. Like, I don't know how, because I think in, uh, in it, I, I know the last time that I made it to the end was in uh, All Stars, and it was Amber, me, and uh, who was at the end? Jenna they Lewis. Called? Come on, Jenna. Jenna Lewis. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the three of us stood on that thing, and we had to hold our hands <laughs> on the idol. And right. I knew, like, even though I knew I had to win, I also knew that if Amber won, I was still going. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. It like hit me that it was like all on me. This one challenge, and it all came down to this. It's one challenge. If I win this challenge, I'm pretty much going to win a million bucks. And yeah. if I don't, there's a pretty good chance I'm going home. You know, uh, so winning that challenge was probably the. Uh, I, I think I don't, if you watch the reaction, I remember seeing it. I was like literally like almost like in tears after because I just knew it was like such an emotional. Uh, purging. I actually uh, cried yeah. after I won uh, on the way back to camp. And it was just, <laughs> I, I couldn't stop myself. Like, yeah, you know I, how it's about that. And you the were, emotions get better yeah. of you. And you were cashing that check after you knew you were going to the end with uh, Philip and Natalie. Yeah. I mean, but then again, you don't really, you never know. I mean, yeah, you never I, felt know. Pretty, pretty, I felt really good after the final tribal council. Yeah. But I mean, it's like one of those things, dude. It's like you don't you don't say it until it's done. <laughs> right, so, right. Uh, but I had a good feeling. And then what all time low? Do you have one? Uh, you know I enjoyed like most of my time out there. Like I I really don't I I, I don't know what it is, dude. I'm, I must be sick. But I love I love being out there. I love the elements. I love like even when it's pouring rain and it's really hard. Mm-hmm. It doesn't bother me so much. I think because, like, like my mentality is, like, I look around and I see everybody else, you know. And I see, like, a 60-year-old woman or, like, <laughs> you know, like a, a, a young girl or something. And it's like they're going through it, too, so you really have no no business complaining about anything. Yeah. I don't really, I don't have, it, it, that's, I guess, really telling right there. I don't have, like, a really low point from when I was out there. 
All right. Well, let me go back to something you were talking about with the final three. Now, you've had this both ways. You've been in a final two. You've been in a final three. Now it seems like they're only doing final threes. Now, you've won the game in a final three. What do you prefer? Uh, I know you're biased because you won in the final three and you lost in the final two. But what do you think is better for the show? Well, I don't know, dude. It depends because there's no there's no clear cut answer. Because literally, it seems okay. It seems that is uh, almost like every time there's a final three, you have like one person in there that has no chance. Yeah, right. They're a zero contender, and then it's between the other two. But in a final two, it seems more split. I mean, I, I don't mm-hmm. know the numbers, and I could be wrong on this, but this no, is just right. my perception yeah. that when there's two people, it's not so one-sided. So it makes for more drama, but at the same time, there's not enough days, like logistically thinking, there's not enough days in the game to go from 18 people to two people or from 20 people to two people. Mm-hmm. So I think, and I could be wrong, but I think the reason they've gone to 18 and 20 people is because the game is like, you know, like people don't make it anymore. In the early days, there was none of that. People went all the way, you know? But now, like, if they start with 16 people, like the original premise was, yeah, and you lose one or two people to, like, injury or sickness or whatever, they want to quit... Mm-hmm. I mean, you got airtime. You got to fill. You don't have a full show. Oh, that's interesting. I never thought of it that way. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's why. That's why they got eighteen and twenty people is because you know every season it seems like there's something. So when it comes down to three, uh, that's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, I like the final two. I think that's better drama. Like we were talking about uh, back in the All Stars, where it's final five, and you've got to figure out a way to get rid of Big Tom because you don't want him there in the end. I think that makes a better TV show. Just as a person sitting at home, uh, as a Survivor player, sure, give me a final three. Give me a better chance to, uh, you know, get in that final. You actually, have less of a chance to win with the final three. But 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 the same dynamic still exists. You don't realize it because you're not realizing it as a viewer, but instead of happening at five, it actually happens at seven. Right, right. That same dynamic does exist. It just happens so much earlier. You know, Mm -hmm. it happens like three episodes after the merge, if they merge at 10, and you're not aware of it. Um, But like when it's 3-3 or 4-3, it's still there. Yeah. Uh, it's a personal preference. I like the I like the two, but uh, if you yeah. if you like the three, that's that's fine. No, I'm not saying I like either. I'm just saying it's, it's okay. What it is. All right, uh, let's see. Have, uh, Jessica Frey want, wants to know the esteemed Jessica Frey. I have a question for Boston Rob. I'm one of his biggest fans, and it seems like Boston Rob can do anything, but his <laughs> kryptonite is food. Uh, I mean the far farfue. What are the, what do you call it? Farfaru. Buffalo, yeah. The meat on on the on uh, the Amazing Race. The rice has to always be crispy. Uh, what, what is it about you and food? I'm Italian. I don't like to eat garbage. <laughs> All right, hundred uh, percent right. That's my kryptonite. I can't do it. I can't do it. For years, they asked me to do Fear Factor. When Fear Factor was on, I was like, "There's no chance." I was like, "I could never do it." Uh, and Jessica wants to know: Can you please, please, please have Boston Rob just say her name? Will you say Jessica Frey? Jessica Frey. 
Okay. Uh, Kevin Donnelly wants to know, in a recent interview, uh, Russell Hance said that he would have voted for you to win in Survivor Redemption Island if he was on the jury, uh, which, which is an interesting uh, fact in its own. But who would you have voted for to win in Marquesas and on Heroes vs. Villains if you made it that far? Now, you've, you've never had to vote for somebody else to win the money. But if you, if you had to, uh, are you going Nalia or Vesepia on Marquesas? I don't know. Probably uh, based on who played the game better, I don't know. Probably uh, Vesepia, only because she was from my tribe and yeah. she kind of overcame that uh, numerical advantage. I didn't really see Nalia do too much out there. Uh, and again, it's not a slight on her, but I just I would probably have voted for Vesepia given that final two. And on Heroes and Villains, uh, Poverty. Poverty played the vote. Interesting. The yeah, she she overcame the most, uh, and that's not to take anything away from Sandra either, because Sandra Sandra played good, but I just feel like Parvati had to overcome more to get to the end. But Sandra was in the she was in my my alliance and in the minority the entire time, and she she overcame a lot. But Parvati had a target on her head from the minute we got there, you know. So I would have voted for her. Yeah, I thought you would have said Sandra. What do you know? You're always surprising me. Yeah. I like Sandra, though. I like Barbara, yeah. too. I like them both. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, how about this? Uh, Paolo Arago, and I got this question a lot in a lot of different variations. He wants to know, Survivor all-winner season happens. Uh, would you and or Amber join? I got this probably asked 20, 20 different ways. Now, we mm. know somebody's got to stay home and watch the kids. <laughs> so now do you say, all right, Amber, I just won. It's your turn to go play? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I can't speak for her, but I'm done playing Survivor. Really? And uh, that's no. Uh, just, I feel like I've gotten everything I wanted out of it and more. You know, I really have. Uh, and you know, I, I I have no reason. An all winners season would would be not uh, advantageous to me at all. I couldn't. I, I feel like I've gotten all the way to the end, and I've I've done what I wanted to do. I've accomplished it. I won the game, and I've gotten everything out of it. So, uh, yeah, no, I'm happy with with the way things turned out. Yeah, I'm sure it would be tough to say no, but I do think that you would have an uphill <laughs> an uphill road to climb. Because I always say this about the survivors: the survivors don't really care about who won before or whatever. They care about who's gotten the most airtime, who's the most who's the most famous. And I think with if with that in mind, I think a lot of these other winners are going to come this, "Oh, we're going to get Boston Rob. We'll show him." Uh, you know, sort of like how easy, they treated It wouldn't be as easy as you think to say. It wouldn't be as hard as you'd think it might be to say no. And it's not because of those reasons, but it it is because like honestly, dude, I feel fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I've gotten to do everything that I want to do. Your points are valid. And it is not to discount them in any way. You're absolutely right. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, if you think about it, Rob, the same, the same dynamic existed in uh, Survivor All-Stars. Yeah. It was like whoever was, you know, and someone like Amber and I were able to escape those first couple of days because largely because people were like, who, you know? Yeah. So that's why someone like, you know, in Heroes and Villains, look, like someone like Danielle DiLorenzo goes you know, far in the beginning and, and vaguely unnoticed for a bit. I mean, I, I didn't even know who she was when we got there. <laughs> yeah. And it's not like, you know, like I like Danielle, and I think she's, uh, 
a good player. She's, you know, but I didn't, you know, and that's a, that's a marked advantage. So aside from the fact that it would be, would be a huge disadvantage, I just, Mm -hmm. I feel like I've gotten everything I wanted out of it and I'm cool with it, you know? All right. Here's one from Omar Zahir. He wants to know in four seasons, who was your most challenging adversary to play against and who has impressed you the most strategically overall? Was there one person that you went when you went up against that this was, you know, you have to tip your cap. This is like the best, the hardest person to play against uh, out of anybody through four seasons. Mm, there's a lot of people. I mean, I don't know if I can single out just one. Uh, in the very first season, John Carroll was, uh, he was tough because, I mean, he knew the game and his, his problem, I think in that season was pride. He gloated a lot, mm-hmm. uh, that this is the way it's going. And he knew what he was doing. And you got to remember, like in those early days, like I said, most of those people were there for the adventure. They weren't there for the hardcore strategy gameplay. Uh, but he was, he was probably, you know, he was my undoing. I mean, aside from, you know, that we got switched up in the tribe, the game itself, dude, is probably the biggest ass kicker. It really is, you know, more so than any other person. I haven't really had like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But like the game throws things at you. They are so unexpected and you can't do anything about when tribes get switched. I mean, Amber got switched. We had that switch in all stars and like every single person drew a buff and the tribes ended up exactly the opposite except for one person. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So, I mean, in the elements, uh, shit in, uh, heroes and villains, I got sick and, uh, and there's nothing I could do about on redemption Island. It wasn't shown on TV, but the very first night I was puking my brains out from being dehydrated. Mm-hmm. We hustled and worked so hard on redemption Island to build a, to build a shelter. Uh, that was like really, really, really kick ass on the first night. Uh, and it just took everything out of us. Yeah. On Redemption Island, here's like what's interesting is Philip in the beginning was probably one of my biggest adversaries and I ended up turning him into like one of like, you know, a team player, like somebody that I could rely on, one of my best alliance mates of all time. But in the beginning it was completely the opposite. From the minute we landed on the beach, I mean, I remember walking to uh to our camp after the after the open and uh they wanted to take a team picture uh you know the uh the photo department and i said something to philip i said i I didn't know his name at that point i said hey we got to go over here and take a picture and he looked at me he he said something to the effect of i don't need to be told where to go (laughs) and i was like whoa red flag and literally was out to get me from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, luckily, I was able to turn that situation around. Yeah, um, you know, you meant you brought up the uh, Amber getting switched over thing from All Stars, and we haven't talked about that at all. And it's really one one of the more you know famous things that happened to you while you were on the show. Now, uh, you know, I'm sure you talked about this a ton uh, at the time, but. When it actually happened, when you're saying to Lex, hey, take care of her, I'll take care of you, in the moment, 
are you do you know at that point that you're not going to honor that or is it something that on after thinking about it for a while it's like uh you know I got to take this I'm not going to have this opportunity later never thought about it to be honest with you I never really thought about it in the moment in the moment it was more of like a last ditch effort yeah. for me to try something you know what I mean mm-hmm. like I didn't think there's any chance in the world she's staying it's like ridiculous that she did stay, but I figured I had to try something. So I did and it worked. And then after the fact, it's like, you know, well, what am I going to do here? You know, I, I can't. And and I mean, I don't know. Lex, Lex took it really, really personal and really hard. And like, I've heard some of his interviews and I get like, you know, like, that it was hard. It was a lot harder from him than it was for me, obviously, because he's on the losing end of the deal. But, uh, but I didn't mean to like hurt him like uh, as a friend or anything. And I've said this to him in the past. It's been years. I haven't spoken with Lex. Uh, but you know, I, I never, I don't know. I, I truly never meant to hurt him. That tribal council was probably one of the one things throughout the entire time I've been on survivor that I regret, mm-hmm. you know, like they beat me down and made me feel terrible. Like they really did. And I wish in the moment I just stood up and said, kiss my ass, you mm-hmm. know, like, like whatever, I play the game better than you, but I didn't, I was conflicted. I didn't know. Like I was like, shit, I just played this awesome game. I did everything I could to get to the end. And here they are belittling everything I did and going at me. And I, uh, I don't know. I made them. I let them make me feel bad, and I wish I never did. Mm-hmm. But you know, that's that's hindsight. You know. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of an interesting thing because I think the thing that people forget too is like you know they're down in the numbers anyway, right? I guess it's uh, who's there. It's Lex is there, Kathy, Sheehan, and Jerry. So right. even so if they a, even it, Jerry's gone, it wasn't Jerry. It was someone else. Yeah. But, but the but the fact of the matter is, it was a simple like let's us take you out. You know, and mm-hmm. look, truth be told, there, there are a lot of different dynamics where things could have worked different ways and everything else. And it wasn't good for his game that I voted him out or whatever else. And, you know, of course it's not. But had the situation been reversed, and I, I guess I, my point is this, him voting off Jerry versus Amber mm-hmm. is really no skin off of his back if he thinks he's going to get the you know, cash in mm-hmm. on, on the other end. So it's, it's just a situation where he did what was in his best interest, right? Mm-hmm. In my opinion. And I think he'll argue that it was probably more in his best interest to keep Jerry. And that may be true, but I think, you know, from a strategic point of view, it is in his best interest to keep Amber if he thinks that I will deliver a favor for him. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, like, as it happened in the moment, I don't know. I, had, I hadn't given that much thought to it. That's yeah. the honest Well, I, I think Lex uh, unfairly gets criticized that that was a dumb move, what, what he did to vote out Jerry. No, vote I don't think Jerry. it was a dumb move Yeah, I don't all. think so either. No, because from a strategic point of view, it makes complete sense for what mm-hmm. he did. 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it was the a only hail thing mary. Ends up looking silly because I don't, I don't come through on the other end. Mm-hmm. But from his point of view, I don't think it was. You know, it makes it makes perfect sense. Because mm-hmm. uh, it probably would have been, you know, let's say you go through with that, you keep you keep Lex and Kathy around. Now you're now you're voting out, you know, who Alicia and. But no, it won't work like that because even if I no Alicia, even if I keep Lex and Kathy, see, this is what like the the flip side of it, which I I I understand completely. I don't know if 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 everybody else does or if they even do, but like even if we keep Lex and Kathy, right, mm-hmm. and Amber's there. And it's me, Lex, Kathy, and Amber, and Big Tom. Where do you think me and Amber are going to end up? Mm-hmm. Four and five, right? Well, that's fair. Right. So, I mean, how is that advantageous to me? Yeah. At all. The only way I have a shot to win that game is to end up with Amber in the end. Yeah. You know? Maybe Jenna Lewis? I doubt it. Rupert? I guess you can make an argument that I could have beat Rupert, but, you know... Look, Survivor is emotional. It's an emotional game, man. Mm-hmm. People have a really difficult time separating the emotion from the game. I mean, I've heard interviews where he talks about business and friendship and what he did with Colby and Ethan was business. I don't hold ill will to Lex at all. Mm-hmm. I wish, you know, I could, you know, have a relationship with him and he could get get over it or like you know like and i don't say that in a condescending way but i mean shit it happened and i mean i didn't i didn't mean it like I, he took it very personally mm-hmm. and i truthfully never meant it to be you know a personal a personal dig at him i really didn't yeah and the same the same goes for grant on redemption island i haven't spoke to grant to this day i never meant like anything like to hurt him I really did form a friendship with them. Mm-hmm. And after the fact, you know, so it kind of goes back to what I was talking about process. And I think he's fine. You know, like he's obviously, I hope he's doing well and, and everybody, but, uh, shit, dude, it, it's a game. And, and I, I, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, at some point, you know, somebody's, you know, somebody's getting voted out, you know, it's right. you know, it's funny. Mark Burnett, I'll never forget on Marquesas before, before the show started, he brought us all together and he goes, look it. He goes, you guys are going to go have this experience. 15 of you are going to be losers. Only one person is going to win. And that's the way it is. Yeah. You know, like that's the nature of the game is to vote everybody else off. So, uh, I don't know. I mean, it would, I would be hard pressed to figure out a scenario in that five with Lex, Kathy, Big Tom, myself, and Amber, where I win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, and, I, and I think that even you, you yourself, uh, you know, you said that, you know, you wish you would have said kiss my ass for making you feel bad, but I think the, you know, 35-year-old or the 36-year-old you would probably have handled the whole situation better than the 26- or 27-year-old version of you. Uh, would you agree with that as well? Well, I don't think I would have played this game the same way. Mm-hmm. You know, there's something to be said about steamrolling your way to the end and saying, give me the money, that just doesn't work in a social game. Mm-hmm. Look at uh, Russell Hance did it twice. Yeah. Steamrolled his way to the end with no regard for anybody else. Does that make him a good player? In my, in my opinion, no. 
It makes them less than average, especially at this stage of the game, having seen everything that he's seen before. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't understand. Like, I don't know. There's a disconnect somewhere. <laughs> like, I don't know if he, he doesn't have the mental capacity to realize, like, what entails winning this game. But you can't just beat everybody down. You know, like, like I learned, here's the difference, dude. I learned you do that stuff, but you do it in your aside, in your aside, in your interviews and whatever else. You want to be funny, you want to be cocky. Don't do it around to everybody else in your face and then figure out a way to get to the end and then say, you have to give it to me, I deserve it. Yeah. It doesn't work. Well, what I would say to that, though, is just like your earlier point of you have to play the game the way that you are. I mean, that, that's him playing the game the way that he knows how, and he can't do it any other way. So that's just yeah, but yes and no, yes and no, Rob. He can't. I, I, I don't know. Maybe he can't. Maybe he can't. But I mean, it seems like it seems like an obvious thing that you have to ask the people that you voted out to vote for you to win. Mm-hmm. So you have to treat them with some regard of dignity. And yeah. I guess I didn't do that for enough people in All Stars. I mean. The people that voted for me was uh, Kathy, Rupert, and Jenna Lewis. Yeah. And uh, and uh, nobody else did. Sheehan thought that Amber was pulling the strings yeah. the whole time. Yeah. But you only lost by one vote. I mean, it was pretty, it was very close. Yeah, Sheehan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I was never getting the other right. guy's vote. Right. Well, and you know what? You got a joint bank account, and uh, you stuck it to the, all those guys. Hey, hey, bro, it worked out all right. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I found a way to hedge my bet through it all. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ron Chan wants to know, true or false, you would one day be interested in taking over as the host of Survivor once Jeff Probst steps in. So we, we look, you're not out looking for anybody's job. Let's say Jeff Probst, he's doing a great talk show. Jeff Probst decides, hey, you know what? I'm going to stay. I love doing the talk show. I'm going to stay doing the talk show, and I'm out on Survivor. They call, uh, Mark Burnett calls you up. And says, Rob, I want you to be the next host of Survivor. Would you say yes? Uh, I hadn't really thought about it. Or call your agent. Uh, I don't, don't want to hurt I, your I leverage. I Survivor. I yeah. really do. But like, I feel like my journey is complete. You know, if if something, if a scenario like that did arise, I don't know. I'd have to look at where I am right mm-hmm. now. I would have to say uh, probably not. Yeah. You know, I'm just I'm in a different space right now with my kids and being home, and you know that's a tough gig. And and to try to do it and follow in someone like Probst, who's done it so well for so many years, it would be really. I mean, it, it's it's going to be a losing situation no matter what. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like he's established this criteria and set the bar so high that, that, uh, I don't know that I don't think that I would be the right person for it. Okay. I, I look, I think that if you would be on the short list, I would think of the people that it would make sense to have, have do it. You've been there. I don't know. I, I just, I don't, I don't say, I don't see Jeff going anywhere anytime soon. No, I, well, I, do, I agree with that. Uh, Okay, how about this? Uh, this is this one is from Jim Van Nest. He wants to know 
Uh, I just want to know if Boston Rob ever thanked Mike Scoopin for falling in the fire. Uh, without that medevac, Kucha dominates the game and unceremoniously dumps Ogacore, which likely excludes Amber from the All-Star seasons. And we know how that worked out. Have you ever thanked Mike Scoopin for falling in the fire? I had it. You know, maybe <laughs> I should maybe I should send him a letter. I don't know. I think you can do that with just about any person that's ever played the game. <laughs> okay. Um, all right, so this is from Thomas Freestead. He wants to know, now we've heard Rob C's impression of Rob M many a time. Uh, now it's time to hear Rob M's impression of Rob C. Uh, uh, I his... can't do it. can't do it, buddy. <laughs> okay. I told you, the, the closest analogy I can do is like Ray, Ray Romano. That's, uh, that's about as much as I, uh, that's where I see. Do you do any impressions? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you were Ethan, what, in that fake tribal council, right? Do you have an Ethan impression? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Did they yeah. show that on TV? It was on the uh, – it wasn't on the episode. It was on the, like, uh, recap episode. <laughs> See, that, that was – excuse me. That was uh, that was a fun memory, right? Yeah, we, <laughs> we, were, we were having fun. You were fun. Probst, weren't you? Yeah, I was, I was Probst. Well, maybe you should host the show, Rob. <laughs> well, I was doing Jeff Probst's impression. Well, and then people would say, oh, oh, uh, Boston Rob is hosting the show? <laughs> That's good. Um, here's, here's one where uh, somebody want, wants to know. Uh, Brian Whitehead wants to know, we all know Sesternino is often mistaken for you. Have you ever been mistaken for him? Now, I don't know if you know this. But I go through my life going places, and people say, oh, uh, you know, uh, Rob from Survivor is here. And people love say, oh, good, Boston Rob? Like, no, no, Stop not. it. No, they don't. You're so full <laughs> it's of true. It. It's true. And pe- really? It, well, a, a lot, and a lot of times, you know, people will uh, just uh, think that I, I – uh, really, Boston Rob really let himself go. Or uh, could – I mean, Boston <laughs> Rob could really use a tan these days. Um, so even, do you like – do you play along? And like do sometimes the accent I, and the impression and everything. Sometimes no, I you know I don't <laughs> I don't do the. You should always, do that, dude. I would do that next time somebody does that. Then you should do that. Well, and also go with it. on Twitter, also people like uh, sometimes I'll get a Twitter from people like, oh hey, we love you, but we love you, Boston Rob. Uh, you know how's how's Amber doing? Uh, and sometimes I will I'll go along with it. I'll say uh I'll, you know I'll type back uh. Uh, we just got back from Justin Bieber concert. Oh, you know something, <laughs> something once in a while. Uh, it doesn't happen too concert, often. Really? Once that, in a while. Is that what this is? Is that where this conversation is going? Why? Where? Justin Bieber. <laughs> what, you don't like the? You don't have Bieber fever? I don't know. I think I think he's a little young for me. <laughs> um, oh my god! Yeah. Uh, so, so, uh, yeah, and then I've, I've also been called, uh, the Rob that sucks also. What? Yeah, that's true. Uh, I used to write the blog. Well, I used to write the blog on CBS.com and people would comment on it. And a lot of times people would comment like, oh, Boston Rob, you did such a great job in your, in your season. And, and somebody, somebody corrected them. Hey, that this isn't Boston Rob. This is the Rob that sucks. Oh my God, that's horrendous! <laughs> don't don't subscribe to any of that, brother. You're all right in my book. Oh, thank thank you, Boston Rob. Uh, okay, how about this? Uh, John DeBono wants to know if Rupert becomes governor, can we expect a presidential run of Mariano Shepard 2016? All right, first part. Uh, do you want to do you want to uh, offer any encouragement to Rupert as he's running for governor of Indiana? Uh Good luck, buddy. Good luck, Tom. Yeah. 
I don't, I don't, I don't really understand that, to be honest <laughs> with you. But you know, to each their own. Wait, as far think... as Shepard goes, yes. Shepard's all right in my book. Yes, I like Philip. Would he be your running Actually, mate? He's uh, he's a good guy. Yeah, he is. Uh, now, who would be your running mate if you had to choose a survivor? You're gonna run Man, for run this for is president. Just silliness now. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not running. If I had to, okay, let me think. Uh, probably my wife, right? I would, oh, have, to, was... I would have my wife. You know, <laughs> be like the Clintons. No, you. You want to be my running mate? Uh, oh, I, I don't know. I feel like uh, I would. I would support you. I feel like I would be a better vice president than a president. I feel like I like being the wingman. I, you know, to be in politics, man, and the elections going on now and everything, like, I feel like you have to really be, like, flexible in in your ideologies and stuff, and I don't think that I am. You know, I kind of see things the way I see them, mm-hmm. and uh, although I've learned to compromise more, especially being married and stuff, but I still feel like my values are my values, yeah. And I don't like the Mickey Mouse stuff. And I feel like a lot of these politicians, depending on who they're talking to, they can be on both sides of the same issue at the same time. And it's just not me. Well, this is what you run on now. The, I'm, uh, I'm Rob Mariano. I'm a man of the reality principles. Ticket. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get real. Can be this one. <laughs> Let's get real. <laughs> yeah, people would have liked that when they actually got the truth, though. <laughs> Like uh, I think that's that's all. A nice bow. All right, that's pretty good. Uh, let me see. I had a couple other good ones I wanted to ask you. Uh, how about? Uh, oh, Keith Dixon wants to know any advice for Rob C for whenever he tries Survivor a third time. So if I if I get asked back for Survivor time number three, what what advice do you have for me uh, in a future Survivor game? Do you have Do you have any? I can't. I can't. I can't give you advice, man. You you have to get it from within. You know, I mean, you know about the game. You know what's worked for you in the past. And, like, that's the biggest thing. Like, a lot of people ask me, like, what can I do to get on the show and this and that? And it's like, you have to be yourself. You have to be original. You can only, like, put up an act for so long. And especially when you're in the elements and everything else and it comes crashing down on you, you know, you, you, to maintain an act is going to be a lot more difficult. The one thing I try to do, like, every single time I played was be myself, you know? And I don't I don't make any bones about who I am. You have to, you know, find it within yourself. And, like, you have to, the number one thing you have to do, no matter who you are, is you have to be able to adapt. It's the single greatest skill you can have in that game from a strategic point of view. You need to be able to adapt. Whatever your situation is, if there's a twist, if your tribe wins, if it loses, if you're on the ins, if you're in the outs, whatever it is, you have to be able to be able to change up your gameplay, and you have to figure out all the scenarios. And like in order to do that, you again you have to not think what's best for you in that situation, but to get to get the idea is to figure out what's best for everybody else, and then figure out how to doctor that so that you and it ends up coming out best for you does that mm. make sense or is that too yeah that makes that makes sense uh yeah. all right so that's some some good some good advice from boston rob and uh i'm not going to hold my breath for uh survivor trip number three uh i think you could go back rob i think you'd be uh 
I think you'd be a good player, and I think you'd be entertaining to watch. Can I use you as a reference if they call me? Of course you can. Of course <laughs> oh, you thank can. you. Thank you if so you much. you want me to come, I'll go to bat in your corner for you. <laughs> oh, I, appreciate, I, I really appreciate that. Uh, this is like a, a love fest now. Well, let's not get crazy. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, you got me right, right back in your in your pocket, like uh, Matt Elrod. <laughs> Matt, poor Matty. I like Matty. Yeah, had you I, ever... I haven't talked to him in a while, but I uh, I keep in touch with the, with a lot of the gang from uh, Redemption Island. Uh, and Matty was a good sport about the entire thing. Yeah, but by far that was like that was a turning point in the game and probably like the most critical vote uh in order to be able to maintain going forward you know and uh he took it like a champ i mean he got the he got the worst of it twice yeah (laughs) did you ever think uh, you'd be voting somebody out of the game uh, game twice in one season no i never did yeah but glad that i did you know (laughs) ultimately i am Glad that I did. Yeah, there you go. Uh, all right, this is Natalie Kuchik wants to know, uh, what was your reaction to seeing your name mentioned uh, in an episode of 30 Rock, uh, 30 Rock when Alec Baldwin is talking about the great Boston things? And, and sort of like in a bigger, uh, broader sense, uh, I mean, you've they've talked about you on 30 Rock. Uh, I listen to the Bill Simmons podcast all the time. He's, he's talking about you. I mean, you've... You, Boston Rob has, uh, you know, been in so many things, you know, outside of Survivor, even just, you know, talking about you. I mean, it, how surreal is all of that stuff? Yeah, it's flattering, man. It really is. It's awesome. It's cool to be a part of, like, you know, to to have gone on this adventure over a decade ago and to, like, now, I guess, be a part of uh, pop culture in a way. It's pretty uh, It's pretty cool. And like I said, man, I'm I'm just... I'm obviously beyond thrilled with the way things worked out, but uh, but I'm grateful too. You know, yeah. I owe uh, a lot to that show, a lot. And uh, Jordan Parhar wants to, in your opinion, Boston Rob, what was the single greatest move in Survivor slash Amazing Race, and why? Do you have one one move that was the best thing that you did on any of these shows? Man, I don't know. It's such a it's a terrible answer. But I don't. Know. <laughs> I mean, uh, every, let me put it to you this way. Yeah. Each season that I did, uh, there were things that happened that looking back on, you know, I was like, oh, that was pretty cool. And that was fun. Um, but one, the, the, I mean, the one thing, and this is going to sound like so repetitive and so boring, but the one thing that really like resonates is the fact that like, I met my wife. Yeah. On this show, you know, this crazy adventure that I went on to try to win a million dollars. I met a wife and we've been married for seven and a half years now. And I have three beautiful kids because of it. I mean, like to me, like it doesn't get any better. Yeah. So somehow you like a lot of these shows, like the bachelor and these (laughs) dating shows and stuff, people go on and like they, you know, (laughs) whatever happens, happens. And most of them don't work out. And, I just feel really blessed and grateful that, you know, yeah. I was able to uh, to meet Amber. I was going to say, you won The Survivor and The Bachelor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Who could say that? that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and you, you've been married for longer probably than just about any of these other Bachelor people, which is really amazing. See, this is the shit that get vo- gets you voted out, Rob. <laughs> when you start, when you start like, Comparing? with these funny little quips, and they are funny, right? It starts funny. But, 
over and over again, they they start to get a little like it's witty, but at the same time, you know. All right. Well, that's good advice. That's, that's good. This good is the advice. stuff I need yeah. to hear. Um, all right, real quick, uh, you have a, a Jets Pats prediction for this weekend. Oh man, they they Pats lost two games this year by one point. Yeah, they're killing me. They're absolutely killing me. Uh, it'll be a grudge match. I hope we come out on top. Uh, that, I mean, I think you're being a little modest. You got to be very confident going against the Jets, right? I mean, Jets are what eleven point underdogs. What's next? You want to bet on it? I don't want to bet on it because I'm not confident in my team. I feel like the I hate that the Jets are getting the Patriots after the Patriots lost a game. It's like our only hope is like the Patriots are like asleep at the switch when they play the Jets, and they're mad. Uh, it's in New England. I don't like this game at all for the Jets. So would you root for the Patriots? I'm not gonna root for. The, I'm gonna root for my team, but I don't feel good. <laughs> That's the worst. <laughs> Yeah, that's the worst. I actually, uh, this is kind of off the topic, but I actually, uh, I made a bet on the Patriots when they played Baltimore last year uh, in the uh, in the in the playoffs, and the Patriots ended up winning the game, but I lost the bet because they didn't cover the spread. Yeah, with and a field goal. I was happy, but it was kind of tough. <laughs> so this year, my same buddy, he's a big Baltimore fan. I made a bet with him again this year. And the Patriots lost the game by a point, but I won the bet. And uh, although I never root against my team, I still rooted for them. I got to tell you, it was more gratifying to win the bet for my friends, for my friends, just so I could give him a hard time about it, than to uh, than, than to win the game and lose the bet, which stung a little bit more. Uh, yeah. Well. Uh... <laughs> Uh, we could use you to bet against uh, New England uh, this weekend. We'll we'll see, and we won't even uh, we won't even get into Bobby Valentine because that could be a whole other podcast. Uh, no, nah, I mean he came and went. I mean, uh, <laughs> with Bobby Valentine, I, he wouldn't he wouldn't have lasted as long as he did if it wasn't for his reputation, you know. Yeah. And I mean to go out the way he did, bad mopping for Droya, Yeah, that's just bad form, man. You don't do that. Should it's like it's like you know. <laughs> Yeah. You, you can't, you can't, you don't do that. No, we loved him on the Mets. Uh, should Bobby Valentine consider going on Survivor next, a la Jimmy Johnson? If Bobby Valentine goes on. He'd be good. I don't think he'd, uh, you think he'd be good? I think he'd be good TV. Yeah, he'd be good TV. Jimmy Johnson is a great guy. Did you get to meet him? I met him very briefly at the uh, Survivor Vanuatu finale. I went to the uh, Survivor Nicaragua finale no, yeah was it yeah is that it was in los angeles yeah and uh was that the one no yeah that was the one it was right before you they announced uh redemption island okay i'm trying to remember anyway uh no i think it was the one before anyway it doesn't matter anyway <laughs> i was matter. i was there with him and he was backstage yeah. and uh i got to sit down and watch uh the patriots were playing in the in the playoffs and I got to watch a Patriots game with uh, him and Terry Bradshaw and he was just the coolest dude man I, I really enjoyed his company yeah he's a fun nice guy, guy. Um, yeah. alright Boston Rob uh, for appearing on Rob has a podcast today we're gonna we have a, we're gonna get you a, a gift 
uh, we're gonna Stop get it. yes, yes, it's true. You you will you will receive uh, his and hers Patriots hats, uh, courtesy of Tundra Hat. Uh, you can get them at Rob has a Tundra Hat dot com. They are it's they are from the company of. Uh, do you know the winner of Survivor Survivor Exile Island, Otis? I don't think yes, I know this him. Is his, no. This is his company, and yes, we'll we'll get you uh, some Patriots Tundra hats, courtesy of uh, of Tundra. Very hat. generous. I appreciate that. <laughs> no, no problem. Uh, any, anything you want to tell people uh, to do? Do you, I know you're not a big uh, tweeter? Do you want people to still follow you on Twitter? I'm on hiatus from Twitter right now, <laughs> taking a little break, taking a little break from Twitter, and uh, yeah. Just taking a little break from social media in general. Okay. Not that I, I just, yeah, just taking a break. All right. I don't well, really know if I get it yet. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, if you ever, that, uh, if you want to wait him out, follow at Boston Rob. Uh, maybe, maybe one day he'll, he'll come back. Just like you took a long hiatus on Survivor, too. You were gone for like six, seven years. It was a trip, man. I never in a million years thought I would go back after uh, Survivor All Stars. You know, when I go when I got the call to go back again, I was like, "Really?" You know, I'm glad I did, but uh, it was kind of it was shocking. So, all right, maybe maybe one day there could be there could be a fifth time. You never you know get enough distance. Uh, there, won't, there won't be a fifth time, Rob. <laughs> All right. Don't bet on that. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll bet on the Jets first. <laughs> uh, Boston Rob Mariano, thank you. So this was uh, an absolute uh, treat for me and for the listeners. Uh, you were a great sport about everything. And, uh, yeah, I hope that someday – I'm not going to push my luck. I hope maybe maybe one day uh, you won't return to Survivor. Maybe you return to Rob as a podcast. Uh, we'll see. That sounds like a plan. We could do that. All right, buddy. Uh, and, uh, yeah, thank you so much. You got it. Okay, my man. I'll talk to you later. Keep in touch, all right? I will. Did you want to say something else before you go? I just wanted to wish you a happy birthday, buddy. Oh, busted. Rob, well, thank you. Uh, thank you so much. I <laughs> appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. And you're doing a good job. Uh, I went on your website and checked it out. I I, I heard you were doing this for a while, and uh, I know we were supposed to uh, – get together after Redemption Island. I had to go real quick, but I'm glad we finally got to connect. Reconnect yeah, well, I'm, after I'm glad. Years. Yeah, it's been, it's been too long, and now the, do- the door is open. You're going to hear from me on a regular basis. I'm going to have to, <laughs> if, I'm in, if I'm in Florida, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop in now. This is going to be, you're going to be, uh, you know, wanting to vote me out again. Rob, you and your wife, you and your wife are welcome anytime in my house. All right, well, good, good stuff, uh, Boston Rob. Thank you so much. Best to Amber. Best to the family. And uh, hope we'll talk to you soon, buddy. All right, buddy. Have a good All birthday. Right, take care. <laughs> Bye. All right, everybody. There you have it. How do you like that, Boston Rob Mariano? Let's say it one more time. Yes, a outstanding. Could Boston Rob be headed for Mount Ratmore after that appearance? Wow. Uh, I am uh, very happy with the way that turned out. And joining us here is somebody who's always very happy herself. Here it is. It's the return of Nicole Sestrino. Nicole, how are you? Double tap. Ooh, hello. <laughs> well, welcome back, Nicole. Oh, thank you very much. How are you doing? I'm fantastic. Yeah, and so really, uh, Nicole couldn't could not really uh, convince her to sit in for a two hour uh, Survivor talk uh, this afternoon. Oh, that is not even the case. Nicole <laughs> was gonna have to get her hair done. <laughs> 
True, true or false? I, I did have to get my hair done, but that wasn't the reason <laughs> I was not on the podcast. All right, so Nicole is back. We haven't talked to Nicole in a little bit about Survivor because of, uh, you know, different schedules and, yes. and, and, and whatever. But, Nicole, how, how are things? Everything's good? Everything's great. Everything's great. Uh, Nicole, very hard, very hard at work working on her her passion project, uh, thatprettyfitchick.com. Lots yes. of good, lots of good stuff going on over there. And also, Nicole, have you decided what you are going to be for Halloween this year? I'm just gonna be a whore. Oh, Nicole, come on. <laughs> There's come no on. need to actually have not... a costume when first really. Off, first off, <laughs> the, the, the term, the politically correct term, is prostitute. Okay. Yes. And and. Uh, <laughs> Again, not necessary. But that's the whole point. Like, oh, I'm going to be a fairy, but really, you're a whore. (laughs) (laughs) All right, thank you. Uh, All of a sudden, you're Barney Stinson on the podcast. All right, so anyway, so if people who need a creative costume for Halloween, look no further than our friends at Amazon.com. Go to RobHasAWebsite.com slash Halloween. There's still time. It's still right around the corner. Uh, you can get it, get your shipping, get your, you can get rush shipping if you need it. They've got 60% off up to on a lot of these costumes. Go over there. You get to support Rob as a podcast. Uh, keeps us happy. And you get your costume that you need. Lots of good stuff to look at. They've got decorations. They've got candy. Rob has a website.com slash Halloween. Uh, that's the Amazon homepage on uh, or the Halloween homepage even yes, yes. on Amazon. So, so I like when the trick or treaters come and I just don't answer the door. Yeah. And I eat the candy. Oh, a lot of trick or treaters <laughs> come to the apartment. I must miss this. <laughs> they used uh, to. They used to. <laughs> I must have been when I wasn't home. Yeah. All right. So, that being said, Nicole, uh Survivor Philippines, we haven't heard from you a little bit on your take on this season. Mm-hmm. Uh going back to our preview show, Nicole. Yes. You and I had a very strong bet in our preview episode. It, did, it got heated. It got heated. Yes. Yes. We disagreed vehemently. Yes. That you said, or I felt like Katie was going to be the first person out of this tribe. Right. You disagreed. I said no. You said no. You said Tiff- Dawson. Not Tiffany Amber Thiessen. <laughs> not on my watch. Yes, that's right. <laughs> if we were a better producer, show, we'd play the clip right now. Uh, I said, and, and you said Dawson would be the person yes. kicked out. Yes. It turns out it was very close last night, mm-hmm. neck and neck. We both win. No, no, <laughs> yes. no, no. Yes, no, right? No. No. No? I win. You win. I win like always. <laughs> yeah, again, never go against Nicole mm-hmm. when it comes down to Survivor predictions. Hashtag Nicole or, is always right. Or Big Brother predictions. Mm-hmm. And Nicole Nicole was right. Uh, now that you got to see Dawson play the game, uh-huh. what did you change your opinion on Dawson? I like Dawson. I thought that she was a good character. I wish she would have did something with that Jeff Kent information. Something with the Jeff Kent yes. information. Now, have you ever wanted a pink gun? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, I actually think the ironic thing about all of this is that I think Dawson is probably as close as we get to you being on Survivor. Yes, and I love Dawson. <laughs> <laughs> Dawson is, is almost exactly is, as if you were on Survivor <laughs> because the only other person I could see kissing Jeff Probst like that, being, being a, you know, doing something like she did at the Tribal Council, is you. Yes. I might have hump his leg. All right, come on. <laughs> <laughs> take it, e- take it easy, Nicole. It's been a while since I got to say that on the yes, podcast. Yes. Uh, so yeah, that's that's the postmortem. Now, in fairness, Katie not looking so good. Not looking so good. 
But she's still there. <laughs> but she's yes, she's she's still there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry to see Dawson go. I thought Dawson was had some spunk. She did. I I I think that if she would have just did something with that Jeff Kent information, what would, what would you have done? I. It's it's tricky because if she would have said to Jeff Kent, listen, dude, I know who you are. He would have been like, all right, you're definitely leaving. Yeah. But if she, I don't know. I think she could have done something. She could have done something. Yeah. We don't, we don't know what. I think she they, she could have gotten a, a rally against him. A rally because he's a baseball player. Mm-hmm. Rally caps on. Put his rally caps on. <laughs> rally buffs on. Yep. Okay. All right. So let's check in with the, some of the work of our esteemed interns, uh, headed up by Kevin Donnelly, who have been scouring the internet, coming up with all of your comments and everything that have been said about last weeks of the whole last week of podcasting. Right. Okay, so last week, of course, we talked to Russell Swan mm-hmm. uh, last Thursday, who was upset. He was a little down in the dumps. He was down in the dumps, <laughs> and and it's my job as you know the therapist. Uh, ther- <laughs> I'm the therapist of the of the survivors uh-huh, post show, yes. and so and also the bad boy of podcasting, mm-hmm. and so I uh, you know I have both of those titles. Doctor Dirty. <laughs> Doctor Dirty. <laughs> that's my title. Well, it's the doctor, you're the therapist, and the bad boy. Put it together. That's what you got. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. I'll take it. Anyway, so uh, I got to talk to Russell Swan last week, and uh, here's what some of you guys had to say. Dan Heaton says, I think Rob did a great job with a tricky interview with a guy who clearly isn't ready to go get over his rough experience. I know the season ended a while ago, but watching the episodes probably brought it all back for Russell. I think he's a big fan of the show, and it hurt him to come off so poorly this time. He isn't a good player oh. and seems ridiculously overdramatic on TV, but it's hard to know what's really like out there. Well, that's not going to make him feel better. Yeah, you just you just pushed him off the ledge. Yeah, easy. Good take job. It, take it easy, Dan Heaton. Uh, and then Eric uh, had to say, uh, if Russell had spent more time on cardio at the gym instead of lifting weights to look good for the cameras, he might have lasted longer. Oh, oh no. Well, oh, no. Is that true, Nicole? You're, you're, he, you're a trainer. Would he, that needs, have, he needed to condition himself. W- what's better for a survivor, lift weights or do cardio? Well, you need you need a little bit of both. You really need to to condition yourself, condition the body to for endurance. Yeah, which he doesn't have. Yeah, what's the ideal body type for Survivor? I think it's like a a, a fat person. <laughs> That's the ideal body type. Uh, not for us viewers. <laughs> not for the viewers. No. But you go out there with like zero percent body fat. That's no good. Mm-hmm. Or if you go out there and you're like a cardio string bean marathon person, that's no good either. Right. Need that. I need that fat. So you you need the Sesternino approach. <laughs> yes. Yes. Zero percent muscle. Um, that's a, yes. A hundred percent fat. <laughs> no. No. And skin and yes. blood and stuff. Uh, <laughs> and some organs. Yeah. Organs. Yeah. How about how about that, Nicole? <laughs> it's in your medical opinion. Do you yeah. like that? Uh huh. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, then we had. Uh, <laughs> How about uh, Matt Curran? Very excited about this show. He says, uh, wow, I can't believe Rob was able to pull this off. Please do the entire interview in your Boston Rob impression. Oh, mm. Well, tried that for a little bit. Yeah. Didn't, didn't work out. <laughs> did he have a Rob C impression? He did not. Oh. <laughs> he did not. I bet that would be funny. It would, probably would be. I bet he does have one, though. He does have one. Yeah. He says he doesn't do impressions. Mm-hmm. Then uh, last Thursday night, we talked to Yao Man, mm-hmm. and uh, you guys had some comments on uh, Yao Man. First off, Nicole couldn't be here with us last week. Right. Because Nicole was doing what? I don't remember. You were at the Madonna concert. Oh. <laughs> and that <so> was terrible. <laughs> Michael Norris uh, said, Rob, I disagree with you. A Madonna concert does sound fun. This is 1988, right? <laughs> <laughs> 
You got zinged by the, oh, by and the we listeners. Had, we had the worst seats. They were the last row, and it was $180 for the last row in the stable Center. Yes. And I had a panic attack. <laughs> yes. <laughs> was it crybaby-itis, or I was it an honest-to-God panic attack? It may have been a little bit of crybaby-itis. <laughs> yeah. I was crying that I was at the Madonna concert. Oh, no. Uh, in the Yao Man podcast, Bogda says... Yeah, Yao Man is great. Finally, a survivor who ex- actually expresses opinions. I liked his Russell God rant. Ooh. And Glenn Holford, one of our survivor bloggers, he says, uh, Yao Man will always have a special place in my heart for assaulting Johnny Fairplay. <laughs> what a champ. That's what a funny. champ. Oh, boy. So people like Yao Man because he, uh, he knocked Johnny Fairplay's head into the boat. Now, John- Yao Man said he didn't mean that. He said he didn't mean it. Wear it with your head held high, Yao Man. Yeah. Okay, and then uh, not too much going on on the Twitter from the survivors. Uh, here's here's one of the interesting ones. Uh, Survivor RC says, uh, here, here's what she says. Uh, my edit has painted me in such a good light that my ex-BF's parents love me again instead of being the girl who ripped out their son's heart. Oh, my God. Oh. And it was so, really it was really sad last night when she was getting bullied and she was swimming in the ocean. Well, I always like to say, you know, not enough reality stars compare their reality show experience to being bullied. Yeah. That just it, you know, it it doesn't happen enough that yeah. people are just not making that comparison mm-hmm. enough for me. Yeah. Because it, it's it's you know, it's it's certainly Exactly. Especially because everyone was yelling at her. Oh, yeah. And, and yeah, Malcolm Malcolm and Pete gave each other a high five right oh, in front of her. not so, fair. Yeah, that's, bu- that's bullying. Not fair. That's bullying. Okay. All right, last comment comes to us from Twitter. Use hashtag RHAP. Rob has a tweet fan says, I guess Dawson really was up a creek. Oh. You like that? Cheesy. <laughs> yeah, can we play the song? Can we go out, go out with the song? Do you know I've only seen like half an episode of Dawson's Creek? Really? That, well, that's half more than I have. Yeah. <laughs> well, how does that song go? I have no idea. Is it, uh, I don't want to wait. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Oh, get Dawson back. Yeah, get her to do karaoke. Yes. yes. <laughs> All right. So that is going to do it for uh, this week's Survivor Podcast. W- one of the best ones, I would say. That we've ever done. I really, I, I really was happy with how that Boston Rob interview. Oh, uh, they meant this part. This part was fun. This was fun <laughs> too. Okay, so uh, lots more fun to come this season. It's going to be, you know, lots of more big guests are on the way. Uh, next week, I'll give you a little hint. Ooh. I like to tease the guests rather than just come out and you tell you. Always like to tease. All right, I'll give you, I'll give you uh, two clues. Okay. Okay. Multiple time survivor. That's just about everybody. Okay, just, just <laughs> saying uh, female. That's it. Okay. Uh, and then I'll tell you for real on uh, Rob is a Web Show on Tuesday. I think I know who it is. Okay. Well, I, 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 well, I usually tell you, so you probably just weren't <laughs> And listening. I'm usually not listening. Okay. So th- there you go. That's that's next week. So uh, it's going to be another good one. Okay. All right. So uh, next head of interns is going to be Ryan Kwan. So uh, congratulations to uh, Ryan. And then uh, here's what's coming up uh, on the weekend. We've got... You know, Saturday, as Boston Rob wished me a happy birthday, Nicole, mm. uh, Saturday is going to be uh, my birthday. Yes, it is. Yes. The big day. The big, it's the big day, and I have lots of plans. Oh, wait. No, I don't. Uh, <laughs> so, what else does a guy do when he has no plans on his birthday? 
Have a birthday party on Spreecast. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Uh, thank God I didn't. Uh, I didn't tell Boston Rob about that. Oh, he would have uh, made fun of you. <laughs> that would have. That would not have gone over well. <laughs> that wouldn't have gone over well. Uh, so here's what's gonna happen. Uh, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. I'm gonna show up on Spreecast. You can watch it on robhasawebsite.com. Are you wearing a birthday hat? <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we'll see a tundra hat. Uh, <laughs> so we'll see what's gonna happen. I'm gonna show up. I have no idea what's gonna happen. Uh-huh. The in- the interns, the live tweeters. I- I've been working closely with the interns. All right, this is gonna be a big surprise. I have no idea who's gonna show up. What surprises are gonna happen? If you want to be there for all the fun, you can watch it live. Uh, 8 p.m. Eastern on Saturday, yeah, yeah. 5 p.m. Pacific. You do have the best group of interns I working s- for you. I certainly do. And I must tell you that right now. Okay, great. <laughs> great. Very, ex- very, very exciting stuff. Uh, can't wait to do it. It should be a lot of fun. And then uh, date night with uh, at Nicole of Shoes. Yes. What are we doing? The apartments are rocking. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! Uh, all right. Well, that's going to be a lot of fun. Now I'm really, really looking forward to this weekend. Okay. So, uh, speaking of this weekend, don't miss out on any of the fantasy football fun. If your team stinks or you need more action, and God knows who doesn't need more action, uh, check out our friends over at DraftStreet.com. They will give you a 40% bonus on your deposit when you sign up at RobHasAWebsite.com slash DraftStreet. Uh, use promo code R-H-A-P. And if you want to get in on the action for free this weekend, go to RobHasAWebsite.com slash Free roll. You could play in a, against other people for a chance to win up to $300 in prizes for free from our friends at DraftStreet.com. Uh, I love it. It's a, lot, it's a lot of fun. I play it too. Uh, it's all good stuff, so check it out, and we'll see if my Jets can upset the Patriots this weekend. Boston Rob wanted to make a bet on it, and I was like, whoa, whoa, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no thank you. Yeah. Thanks, but no thanks. Yeah. Don't feel good. Don't feel good unless uh, Tebow can pull out a miracle. It's not. He's not. Yeah. Saying he could play some running back this weekend. <laughs> could see some Tebow at running back. Uh-huh. All right. So Nicole, I think that's going to do it for an epic. Uh, Rob has a Boston Robcast. Yes, it was amazing. It was. It was amazing. Uh, also, next week uh, coming on Monday, AJ Masscast. We're going to talk to. Uh, like to talk to AJ Mass when there's 12 people left. Talk about how to uh, define people. He's got his 12 disciples uh, analogy that we like to run through. Uh, if you want to check out AJ Mass's book, How Fantasy Sports Explain the World, uh, you can go to robazawebsite.com slash AJ Mass. Take you to his page on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Okay, Nicole, anything else? I got nothing for you. You got nothing, you got nothing <laughs> for me? Always fun to have you back here with us, Nicole. It's always fun to be here. Yeah, Rob has a web show on Tuesday morning, uh, 12 p.m. East, it's not the morning if you're on the East Coast. Right. 12 p.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. I will, uh, you know, we'll see it. We'll see you guys up at Rob has a birthday party on Saturday. <laughs> Woohoo! All right, have fun, everybody. You wear your birthday suit. Yeah, talk to, and let me know what did you think of the. He didn't say no. Yeah, I didn't say no. <laughs> what did you think of the Boston Rob podcast? Let us know on Twitter. Blow up Twitter. Hashtag RHAP. Make sure you include me at Rob Sesternino. I want to know what you thought. It, did it live up to the hype? Were you disappointed? Uh, tell us, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care, everybody. Bye. Bye.